Welcome back to the Joat Show here on the Dion Family Network. Episode 152, most likely our most chaotic episode. Is that right? Yeah, just oh. disruptions. We have Marley, who's just loving life right now. Yeah. Just laying? Is she laying? I don't even... Not yet, but she's, she might. She's just standing there. There's a CBD order coming in, so... Uh, we're also recording this in the kitchen now. Or not the kitchen, the dining dining area yeah because not even a room it's all just one room but uh yeah today's episode it's been like a month i'll just we'll just call it summer vacation i guess um quite a bit to talk about uh we lost a few legends of sports and broadcasting we'll talk about uh i mean not much about the mlb trade deadline because it's more about how how everyone's been playing the Kevin Durant saga is finally over. The Calgary Flames wild off season, and then I have one question for every NFL team done this the last couple of years. Kind of more of like a loose, a loose preview because I have I have a fun game for next episode. Okay. Uh, I guess let's we'll start in baseball. The biggest story, even though it's now been a few weeks, but the passing of Vince Scully. Yeah. And this was everyone was ready for Dodger baseball. Like that was just always the the catchphrase. And losing someone like Vince Scully, who retired a few years ago, is still the behemoth of the sport. Yeah, for sure. Because like in my mind, when I was growing up, he wasn't the voice of the Dodgers. He was the voice of ba- just baseball. Like anytime there was a World Series, it was Scully. Yeah. And then he also did some football, which I don't really remember. I know he did the Cowboys 49ers game in the 81 NFC Championship game. I don't really remember that, but I I guess he did did do some football as well. That's weird to think about because he's just like, he is the voice of baseball. Yeah, I guess that makes it more difficult because I think he would have been a really good golf analysis, right? Like just the way he talks, right? He's got that. Slow, slow yeah, yeah like it would have been it would have been a good storyteller for golf as well but. I, I think baseball and golf are uh, probably pretty similar to commentate because it's not a lot of action all the time right and you have to intertwine oh and uh one two count and then you're kind of telling a story around the game right so like jim nance would be good at that they would be pretty good at that um this could be one of those things that like if the Dodgers win a World Series, he'll he'll be a huge piece of that, right? Because sure. now they're doing it for Vin, right? Uh, sticking with the Dodgers, uh, Walker Bueller, who I forgot wasn't even like pitching recently, yeah, exactly, yeah, uh, had Tommy John out for the rest of this year and presumably next, next year because so, it's his second one. Yeah, twenty twenty four is his expected return. I mean, you want to say it's a blow to the Dodgers, but it's kind of not like they just got made back yeah. from tommy john so it's like he replaces them and like the dodgers are quietly like when do we have the conversation of them getting close to the mariners record i don't know it's funny like once the yankees started losing they like no one talked about the mariners so it was like it was the yankees or no one was going to do it yeah like and, how- yeah the dodgers are winning consistently like what was the mariners like i'm trying to think about how many losses it was I want to say it was 48. Uh, so, yeah, around that. I I really wonder if the Dodgers are just, at least, like, when within the next, like, couple weeks, 
I think then it has to be if they're just going to keep winning. Like I know yeah. they lost, they split with the Brewers the last two games, but like this is a team that's legitimately in that 110 For plus sure. wins. Clo- yeah. And it doesn't seem like anybody's that close. Obviously, come a five-game series, it could be different, but it doesn't feel like much is going to touch this team. It just seems like because they've won so much, it, they're just not talked about. They're just expected to win the National League West yeah, and, every year. And end up in the NLCS. Yeah. Um, to go back, Mike Trout even had this, this rare back condition, which for like a day or two, it seemed like he wasn't going to play baseball again. Like it seemed like this generational talent or whatever you want to call him was just like his career was going to be over. And then one doctor visit and now he's playing baseball again. We'll see if he's playing for the angels though now. Yeah, that might be, especially like at the deadline, there was rumors about Otani and it was the Yankees that were making that offer to try to get him. that even the angels owner is looking to sell the team. It's just, that's why I think that, you might see some movement now. Like that is just not a that's not a franchise you want to play for. That's not a no. franchise that even with we'll say what two of the best five players in baseball and they're nothing. Like they're They're terrible. I picked them to win the the division and they're like, not even close. They like, they only re- Oakland yeah. Oakland's and Texas are in their division luckily. Yeah. Or else I think they might be worse. Imagine if they had to play the American League East. Like the like, Bal- they might be like Baltimore. Baltimore is like exponentially better. They've already surpassed their win total like in July, <laughs> uh, last year. Jacob Degrom made his return, and it's a Mets team that I know every year we want to say, "Oh, it's the Mets, and this is going to happen, that's going to happen." Is this Mets team different? Degrom, Scherzer, absolutely, yeah. Like um, the Yankees just swept them in a two-game set. And I just thought it was surprising the Mets decided not to pitch to Grom in that second game. It would have just been great, but oh well. Yeah, the pitching matchup of Scherzer Herman was not was not a blockbuster as it could have been. Although Herman is pitching better, I can see why they traded Montgomery now because they just expected Herman to become Montgomery, mm-hmm. which he's kind of being. Um, one of my favorite things. This definitely slipped through the cracks. Even when I was looking back through like news stories to see if anyone talked about this a rivalry between victor robles of uh the nationals and madison bumgarner where bumgarner i don't even i think robles had a home run off him and he celebrated so bumgarner called him a clown so then the next game robles had like a like a clown nose on on. when he was sitting in the dugout nice that was really funny um in terms of the deadline you want to say san diego is the winner but now that we're a few weeks away from it, they're really not because they obviously they make the huge Juan Soto, Josh Bell trade. They trade for Josh Hader, who isn't even their closer anymore <laughs> because he has like a 16 ERA since the trade. And they have this Tatis 80 game suspension, which kind of does that to you derail or make you feel not worse com- about your World Series? For sure, yeah, for sure, because I expected him to be back at some point, and now he won't be. So, yeah, I still will say Padres, Jays, I'm just not as confident as I was before the PED. And the, but the Jays you're still, you still feel good yep. about? Yep, I, I know there's a lot of – there was a lot up in the air, too, about this Tatis, and there was – someone said it was ringworm, or there was some kind of sickness, like – 
he got caught. He's now since apologized. There's some reports about the locker room is upset with him, and I, I think I'm sure they are because I think that's why he had to apologize yesterday to them personally. Yeah, if if you're, I don't even want to say derailing because it is still a good Padres team, but that's a significant piece who. Because of this now, I know people have had this question. Does this take him out of the running of being the face of baseball? I think so. Yeah, I think it really hurts him, regardless of whether he did it on purpose or not. By the sounds of it, it doesn't sound like he did, because yeah. I don't think he needed to. But unfortunately, like you gotta, you got to know your stuff. Yeah, you have to know, you know what, what you're, you're putting in your, your body, body. For sure. Uh now this actually it, it's funny that it goes i had a conversation a few years ago because i was saying oh it's tatis it's tatis easily and my buddy stefan was like write it down it's gonna be juan soto and it's kind of weird that they're on the same team but i guess juan soto is the best option for the face of baseball at this point because like you want it to be otani but he needs to well win. you could also see aaron judge too it's just he's a little bit older right yeah but um other deadline the yankees i would say it wasn't it wasn't the yankee moves that everybody expects like benintendi was the best piece on the royals that they had yeah available they got efros from the cubs which he's actually stepped in and when i've seen him he's been pretty effective he's like hurt he now had to close and yeah <laughs> but everybody yeah. everybody's hurt and they have him for like three more years it's not like a rental yeah right uh the now the most confusing tandem in baseball, Lou Trevino and Jose Trevino. Yep. Um, and they get Frankie Montas, which was the big move, which pretty much until that start against the Mets kind of, I don't want to say looked like a dud, but it definitely took him some time to adjust to, For sure, with to his New, New York. team. For sure. Uh, the Jays got, they just kind of had, they added some bullpen arms. They got Zach Pop, Anthony Bass, and then they, Traded for Whit Merrifield, which I'm sure you loved the, the, I don't know if it was a day or maybe even if it was just a few hours of, oh, well, you know, he couldn't play when Kansas City came to Toronto. Right. But he said he did get vaccinated, which he said, I think he said it publicly that he would get vaccinated to be able to play in right. Canada for a contender. Now right. it just is, that's his home, that's his home field now. Um, Like, again, I, I don't think the Jays needed much. I think it was more firing Charlie Montoyo, which really made the difference of this team. Cause to me, John Schneider is really knows how to manage this team and yeah. seems to be pulling all the strings the right way. Right. Yep. I think the only problem is the blue Jays middle relief at this point. They yeah. should have did a little bit more. They should have went and gone the F Ross that the Yankees got those kind of guys, I think would have put the Jays definitely over the top. Like I said, I'm a little bit iffy because of their middle bullpen. It's you, been better the last month. They did make some moves. I just, I still don't feel totally confident when the starter comes out, whether it be the fifth, sixth, or seventh inning. Not Yusei Kikuchi? You don't think he's the savior in their bullpen? Looked terrible last night. Who he had to, they had to, to bring. Him. <laughs> and they have to move him out of the rotation because he just, he, he can't. Like, he just is not a starting pitcher. He's barely a reliever. Uh, yeah, like last night he was terrible. And he pitched the ninth inning or eighth inning, and they he couldn't get out of it. They were up nine one. Poor Blue Jay fans. Uh, the Yankees made. It was funny when I looked back, and it said the Yankees were looking at smaller markets to trade Joey Gallo, 
And then that small market ended up being the 84, 85, 85 win Los Angeles Dodgers. So that's, that's a good small market move. And of course, Gallo is now thriving. He had like three home runs before the Yankees had three wins after the trade. And looks like the goal is gold glove herself. I, it's just the Yankees weren't really a good fit for him. No, exactly. It didn't matter where he could have went to Kansas City, Detroit. He would have did the same thing. And again, it's not like he's putting up outstanding numbers. He's hitting two sixty seven with three homers and five RBIs or something, right? He's going to be a part time player. Hey, he bumps up his average close to close to Double. the Mendoza line. Yeah, it passed the Mendoza. Mendoza's two hundred. Oh, he's passed. Oh, I thought it was like two sixty six since he made the move. Oh. Now he's up to two because, like, well, he's hitting two sixty-seven. Uh, I'm assuming that's like it doesn't take much to improve the st- your stats when you're only hitting a buck sixty. That's true. Um, Luis Castillo, who he was probably the big prize, I would say, of the trade deadline. Yep, going into it, Reds pitcher goes to Seattle. Which, as I'm looking at this before with the Yankees, is okay. They'll get that first round by, and then. You know, they'll have to play the Jays or the Rays or someone like that. Now, with Houston passing them, and not it's not an insurmountable, we'll go through the standings, but if the Yankees have to play in the three-game series, I don't know if there's any team. I mean, I mean, maybe right now all of them are just hot, but you don't really want to play the Jays, and the Jays and Yankee Stadium seem to really – their offense seems to thrive. Seattle – has the one-two punch of pitchers, I guess. Although maybe Robbie Ray might not be the best in, in, against that Yankee lineup. Right. And then Tampa is just the model of consistency. So you're just kind of – this is, again, when you look – and if you look at the records, it doesn't make sense that Cleveland, I think, has the worst record of the playoff teams and they're going to be hosting a three-game series. Right. And teams are going to – like, I, I wonder if there's going to be some jockeying at the end to – oh, wait. Oh, wait. Did the one in, no, I actually I think the top two seeds get a bye. So yes, the Yankees top two seeds, and then they I think they reseed. They do, yeah. Right? So the top team gets to play the worst remaining team, which is good. That's the right way to do it. Yeah. I, don't, I just really talked myself into that hole to then be wrong about you it. Did. Yep. Uh, so now, like, do those three wildcard teams, because I have it written in the statings that other teams are close, but it's Tampa, Toronto, Seattle, right? Those are the three wild card teams. Yeah, I would. I keep Baltimore in that mix. They okay. they seem to be hanging around. I think they'll they'll hang around till the end. Do do those teams not try to jockey for the last spot in the wild card to play Cleveland? That's a good point. Because I know well, Cleveland has two quality starters. You have Shane B. Actually, three arguably. Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, and Safali uh, or Savale, however you say it, but. It's either that or you're playing the uh, like you're playing one of Tampa, Toronto, Seattle. You'd probably rather, rather play Cleveland. And I'm still waiting for the White Sox. I'm not giving <laughs> up yet. They're still, I think, a game over 500. They're hanging around because it won't take much. No. You go on a 10-game win streak in that division, and you, you could win the division. That's true. For for anybody in the AL Central, it's yeah. not the wild card. You have you, to win the division. That's right. Yeah, it's like uh, it's almost like the CFL. Where, yeah, you could still finish fourth in the West, but you make the playoffs because you're going to bump the team out in the East. <laughs> um, the uh, I think it was while we were at the cottage, but there was this Gary Sanchez. It was Minnesota Blue Jays, and Gary Sanchez blocked the plate, 
and it was called what do they call that obstruction Obst- yeah and i'm not sure what it, they call it well i know it's technically the buster posey rule because right. so, someone broke his leg when well, he was Buck blocking. martinez too so wasn't that an all-star game uh, yeah yeah i think it was pete rose broke his broke, broke his, his leg. leg that's how that's how different things used to be yeah an all-star game now is like it should basically be like every base is a force just no yeah. matter what yeah um so he blocked the plate rocco baldali called it um called it pathetic and he freaked out which now and then it got called again and i think it was luke i want to say it was lucas hedges who plays for cleveland yep. went on this like probably minute minute and a half rant about how terrible this is for baseball and the umpires are deciding the game and it really in that moment looked like he was talking about life and death which it's baseball it's really yeah. not that serious and i just like this is the mlb gonna have to now look at this like no rule? no how many catchers have got hurt this year yeah none, none be, that's why the rule's been put in place you're avoiding losing catchers to, I, I would say, more than anything in the current age is probably concussions. Yeah. More than broken legs and stuff because they probably, you know, have different stances and ways to protect themselves. But, yeah, I, to me, it's – it why? It, it's not it, – you're not taking out an exciting play. In the, it's still exciting yeah. if it's a close play. You're just going to tag the guy. It's no different than, like, what are you going to do? Like, can you have the first baseman? Can he block first base? <laughs> Right, like you know what I mean. Like, what if you go the other way? Like, it it's a it's a base. It's I know it's home base, but good luck getting through Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at first base. And I haven't heard much about Sanchez this year. Not not that I'm like a a non other than the Yankees follower, but I just haven't really like. What's he doing? Is he hitting two forty, twenty home runs, p- poor defensively? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Like, I, I just I haven't heard like, oh wow, what a great move for the Twins. It's just kind of been, I think, what they expected. Like, he hasn't changed, you know what I mean? Like, he's probably the same kind of player, right? I, I'm just guessing. Because, I, again, I haven't heard anything good or bad about him. So, I'm assuming he's just being the regular catcher he's been for the last, what, four or five years now with the Yankees? Uh, yeah, hitting two fifteen. Oh, it's, yeah. With 11 home runs and Ooh. 19 RBIs. Wow, that's... I'm oh, sorry, not 19 RBIs. That 19 doubles. Uh, oh. 42 RBIs. Okay. 93 strikeouts and 26 yeah. walks. A L- little low in the homers, though. Yeah. I, w- I would have thought maybe 20, so I'm surprised no one's talked about, oh, he's lost his power. Two stolen bases. Oh, he's picked up his speed then. <laughs> lost his power. Um, then I'm trying to – 90 games, too. It's not like eh, – yeah. I guess he's missed, missed some games, but um, – Chris Sale, who this, th- I think this Boston Red Sox season gets summed up by Chris Sale, who comes back from the wrist injury, actually looks pretty good, and is now out for the rest of the year. I mean, they might have shut him down anyways because the Red Sox aren't trying to make the playoffs. No, but not at the deadline, he falls, he falls off a bike. <laughs> Unbelievable! And I'm surprised I, it's not in his contract that he can't ride a bike. I think it might be now. Like if yeah. Chris Sale is not playing baseball, he is to sit at home. Sit at home. No, Tour de France is off your list. <laughs> you're doing, you're not allowed. Um, not I, not that I have a lot to say about the like Field of Dreams game this year. The Reds Cubs. It was actually a pretty good game for two teams that were even. But the part that just made me upset is that there's only one of these games a year. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Like you, they go through all that work to to have the 
you know, the whoever it is, ESPN, I'm assuming, does the game, I think, right? Yeah. Or whatever network, yeah. right? But they go through all that work to get all the trucks there and get everything set up for for three hours or four hours of baseball. But you're right. Why not have, like, three different teams or, or keep it there throughout the year? Okay, in June, it's going to be, you know, kind of like the outdoor game. Like, I, I understand you can lose the appeal, but I don't think you would because if you get different teams in there and you have – Right, different fans from different cities yeah, can go and, and watch. And it's always like it's one of those things. Oh, it's a special occasion game. We're gonna have these special jerseys. You're gonna get jersey sales. Like, right. And yeah, you cycle through teams. I even thought about it if you do a Thursday to a Sunday, and you you because it doesn't disrupt the schedule. Right. You have you have a team like different matchups, and you just call it like Field of Dreams weekend. Right. And teams play Thursday through Sunday. Right. They, there are other games they could play back in there where they were supposed to play. Because that's what happened with the, the Cubs and Reds. They went back to Cincinnati or Chicago and to finish, finish the series for yeah. the rest of the weekend. It's 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 a missed opportunity. And, I, I agree. And they're not playing there next year. On top of that, yeah, exactly. They're so got, it's like lose. renovations. <laughs> Did they just build it? Yeah, I don't know. Well, they, just... they build it and everyone came. Yeah. That's it. Um, they are bringing back next year the the London series, which I thought was cool. They had the yep. Red Sox and Yankees do that. That must have been pre-COVID, or maybe it was during. Like, no, it was pre. Okay, but I, I think yeah, that's that's a fun because yeah, also do a series where yeah, yeah. you have to go play four games and right. not just all right. We're gonna go to London for one game. Yeah, that would be silly. Um. We talked about the Tati suspension. Oh, the Pirates infielder, Rodolfo Castro, who got suspended for a game because he had his phone on him. And yeah, the only I didn't reason, know that was a rule. I, I also didn't think, like, I didn't think you'd be allowed to have it, like, just at all. Maybe not on you, but, like, you just leave it in the dugout or in the locker room even. But he slides into third, and his phone just kind of pops out, and he doesn't realize it. Then the umpire has to be the one to go, hey, your, your phone is on the field. Right. I feel like even a one-game suspension doesn't make sense. Like, why not just, like, fine him or something? Why do you have to suspend him for a game? Uh, I don't know. It, it, you know, it just reminded me of back when I played Adam Hockey. I had a a guy I played with. His name was Wayne Benson, and he always wore, like, his clothes underneath his equipment. So, like, he'd just take his clothes off and or take his hockey stuff off, and he'd be good to go, right? Uh-oh. So, <laughs> we're playing... He's got, you know, his jeans on underneath his hockey equipment. He's he's playing defense, and he goes to body check a guy. And he had hockey cards in his pockets, and they went flying <laughs> everywhere. And I'll never forget that. He just reminded me of that. Like, wait, that's why you don't wear your jeans underneath your hockey equipment. Or at least don't have your hockey cards in there. And, oh, by the way, got him, need him. Oh, you got a Gretzky rookie there. I'll take one that one. <laughs> that is really funny. Yeah. Like, that would be he, so uncomfortable. Yeah, he he always did that. I, I I just thought of it now when you were talking about the you know the phone coming out there. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, back in Adam. That's a really funny story. Um, uh, another injury, a different uh, Dodgers broadcaster that I didn't bother writing down his name, but he <laughs> took the he did the slide at which isn't yes. Miller Park anymore, but in right. Milwaukee, and I thought I saw it on the highlights and thought it was just some bit, but yeah, he broke his wrist, yeah. and a couple ribs. ribs, yeah. Like, does he not know how to slide? <laughs> like, he went down the slide in Milwaukee, and then, like, I guess maybe they have to put up more padding for him, or, or what? Like, why was there a wall there? Yeah, like in the first place. Like, is, is that what the the regular what what's the mascot there? What's his name? No idea. Yeah, 
<laughs> See, we should know that kind of stuff, I guess, eh? Like the Milwaukee. I know he does it all the time when they hit a home run. He, he's, he the, like he's, the beer, he's the beer guy, isn't he? Isn't he a, Doesn't he have like a mustache? Yeah. No, I'm thinking it, the Reds one. Is it Mario? <laughs> in disguise? <laughs> anyway, yeah, he slides down there and he's fine. But yeah, to me, it didn't seem like there was enough room there. It's almost like because the cameras were set up there. I'm just wondering if they had put that there in place for him for like safety yeah. <laughs> and it worked against him and yeah broke his arm yeah because the, the milwaukee like the mascot will slide down and just stops immediately yeah i've i don't really know who to blame but that was just like no, until just, i found out it was real i'm like oh you know that's kind of funny but like the fact that he actually hurt himself doing yeah, that that's yeah, embarrassing for sure um Alec Manoa versus Garrett Cole is is going to be a rivalry. I did mean to ask you. I'm just going to ask you this now to go to the series when the Jays come or the Yankees come to Toronto at right. the end of September. Yeah. Um. So I think it was yeah Sunday's game. Cole pitched Saturday and just wasn't wasn't. It's always why is it Garrett Cole always? Oh, it's a big game. Here comes Garrett Cole and he just kind of falters. Yeah, yeah. He's done that his whole Yankee career so far, right? Like he pitches well. But you expect him for a big game to pitch even better, and he just hasn't seemed to do that. And then the sudden, so the day after, Manoa hits Judge on a first pitch fastball inside, well, he, and he and he did throw a couple pitches in earlier at bats inside. Yeah, right. One went off the glove of Kirk and almost hit him as well. So I can see why Cole was mad, but I don't think that was the whole reason. I I think it's been just. The month of July or the month of July slash August that the Yankees have been having, and he just kind of decided this is the time I'm going to let loose. Yeah, it was it was such a like it was probably the most embarrassing Garrett Cole moment, probably even more than the whole like spider tack and his spin rate. Now him and Josh Donaldson are teammates, but Garrett Cole gets up, he's comes out of the bullpen, and is like yelling at Alec Manoa, like yelling at him and then Manoa in the best way possible after the game goes you know if Garrett wants to do something maybe next time he should get past the Audi sign which is separating the first baseline and the dugout I, I thought that was a good line and, and on top of that I thought Aaron Judge did a real excellent job of diffusing everything like he went up to him asked him what was going on got the explanation whatever Manoa said to him and then gave him the old double tap on the chest or whatever right yeah. and we're good and even to his own team i'm good right? guys, I'm good, we guys. we're yeah just relax because this was if that if that turned into i mean not that we really see brawls anymore but if it turned into a bench clearing something it would have been garrett cole's fault because he was the one getting up and that's what got the J side to get out of their dugout and for sure it was an escalation for no reason but yeah you're right judge did an incredible job to be like let's not let's not freak out about this because even I read his lips as soon as he got hit. He said, come on, man, or something. Yeah. Some, something yeah. along the lines of that, which made me think, like, I don't think he's saying that because he got hit. I think he just wanted a good at bat because right. Manoa is one of, has been one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. Exactly. Who And that game was so, like, like he struggled in that game on Sunday, but he just kind of, like, he just kind of fought through, which I was so impressed with. Yeah. Um. Uh, the, and then during, um, I think it was during the Subway series, the the two-gamer, uh, there was a fan, I don't know if you saw this, was seen hollowing out a hot dog. Yes, we've seen that. And then yes. used it's it as a straw. Everyone's talking about it. I Not that I want to spend too much time on it, but all I'm going to say is I, I might try it. I don't know if I want to try it with a beer, though. I no, feel like that'd be kind of gross. Exactly. Yeah, I would think if you're having a pop or something, yeah. like a hot dog and a pop, 
makes more sense because I'm trying to think what I've tried that with before because it's I've tried it with something else but I can't remember it wasn't definitely not beer no that that's just it's just yeah it I think that's seem, the part that's weird yeah because yeah, yeah you never use a straw to drink beer no right what's weirder that using a hot dog straw or dipping like a chicken tender in like a coke or whatever chicken tender and a coke that because i remember that was like a u.s open i think last year that happened yeah what a i just i loved that all i had to write down because i was looking down i was like hot dog straw i'm like oh yeah hot dog straw uh judge hit his 48th home run and it took him like three weeks to get to 47 but it it seems it seems like slumping and now they're yeah like the i think it works in the yankees favor when they play the mets because it's almost like a playoff game and it was like a playoff series, and I think that changes their dynamic. And it felt that way. It the, both those games felt like the Yankees were kind of getting back on track. Because this, yeah, the the month, the whatever it would be now, like sixteen losses in twenty games, yeah. or something. And, and there's still that. It, it goes to show you, like the you know pad. how the yeah. It, it's like we said, they're not as good as we. Thought it, other people thought they were at the beginning of the year, but they're not as bad as what they've just done their last twenty games either. They're somewhere in the middle. Yeah, everyone keeps telling me they're like, "Wow, you were so right about the Yankees." I'm like, "Yeah, because the, you you know the team you're watching." Yeah, and you we knew there was this bubble that was going to be burst. Yeah, like they're good, but they're not. They like no one is having a stellar year other than Aaron Judge. If you go up and down that lineup, you'd be going, "Yeah, this team is okay," but. You know, are they even leading their division? Like, if you just looked at their stats, yeah. top to bottom, every player on that team, you you know, other than Ben Attendee, who's hitting over 300, but did that with another team, basically, yeah. that average. And it wasn't until the last couple of weeks that Ben Attendee really figured out his spot and what he does, and he's doing it well now. Like, right. he's figured out his role. But the key is the pitching. Pitching's been there all year. Right, even when they've been losing sixteen to twenty, they're not losing like fifteen to one. Yeah, right. Like they're losing still close games. Just the offense wasn't hitting home runs. There's and there's a lot of they keep bringing in guys like I forgot about Clark Schmidt. Yeah, like the and that's the thing with the Yankees and they've done that all this year. Whoever comes in does a great job. Oh, this guy's hurt. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot he's out. Oh, he's coming back. Oh, and he plays well. Right, like that's. You know, or plays decent at least, right? Yeah, there's no, there's nobody that's coming in. And the only one I would say, and I know he got the save last night, Wandy Peralta scares me. Yeah, but he's not a closer. He's he's supposed to be there for like mop up duty, right? Him and the other lefty, uh, Letke. Yeah, they're both they're both they're not there for high leverage situations. But right now they have to just with the injuries. Like, just think like if Britain can come back to like seventy five percent of himself. Yeah. And they get Holmes back, and they get Chapman again at seventy five percent. Now you've got your seven, eight, and nine. Yes, yeah, so right. And you've lost Green. Like they, they've lost. And they actually Green have had King. more. Yeah, they've lo- had more injuries, but not as many as they've had in the past years, right? But yeah, they've had some some key injuries, it, and and they've been able to yeah, Brayus come in like Castro. The the guys that like uh, I I even think the, the the moves that they made in the bullpen will help them. Yeah, Frost. Like, yeah, they're Trevino. good. Yeah, they're good. Like they're 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 not going to drop off. Like those are the guys the Jays should have got. Yeah, that would have put them over the top. And now like the 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 arms becomes the question of like 
okay, when Sever- if Severino's and coming back, there's another back, guy coming back. Where does he fit? Because like, right. I like we're thinking right now, like Tyon isn't even gonna be. No, he'll be, be in the as, bullpen. Yeah, you'll be a yeah. So where does Severino fit in? Because I don't think it's a bad thing if Severino's in the bullpen. He did it before, right? So that's the advantage. I think that helps him. Because now you have two more guys, and then if your question, if if it's oh no, we have too many arms to figure out who's putting who are putting in the bullpen. It's a good problem to have. Absolutely. And like you said, yeah, it's people you can trust. When I'm watching the Jays, and it's like, oh, here comes Trevor Richards or yeah. Trent Thornton. Thornton. Yeah, oh. those are the guys I'm just salivating. If you're playing the Yankees, they're coming in going, oh boy, this is awesome. Every time I see Trent Thornton, I'm like, something yeah. bad Set- is about to exactly. happen. Exactly. Yeah. I went to the the Sunday. The Sunday game when Cleveland was in Toronto and it was Bieber Gosman. I'm like, oh, pitchers duel. This is going to be awesome. They Bieber was great. He had like 40 pitches through like six innings or something like something silly like right. that. Gosman got kind of roughed around and then they went to the bullpen. And I'm like, it's going to be Thornton. I know it's going to be Thornton, and of course there he is. And then I thought, you know what? It's a Sunday. It's the end of a series. It, not that you phone it in, but that's when you give guys like that. Right. You can go throw. Yeah. It's re- or either that or you put in your positional player that knows how to pitch. <laughs> there was what uh, Bethancourt for the Rays. Yeah, he threw in like the nineties or something like that. Yeah, or maybe the high eighties. Eighties, yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, my order. Wow, that was really. Where's the? Is the dog okay? The the so he's he's going to check on that. We're going to do standings. Um, we talked about Aaron Judge. Oh, and then the other thing we are going to talk about is. Uh, the 2023 schedule, I don't know if anyone's going to hear this over the barking, but they have changed the schedule, which I think is really cool. Um, they've kind of they've made it so for the first time it's going to be like everyone is going to play everyone, which is probably enough time to stall. Okay, you're not you coming back? He's coming back. Um, did I already say that Judge, Judge is at 48? And like yeah. we're, we were talking about him getting like 60 before. Yeah, he's still on pace. It's going to be interesting. 61? 61. Let's hope he tied. It would be good if he yeah. just tied. I don't want him to. I don't know if Lose I want him hair. to. <laughs> um, okay, standing. Actually, no, wait. Let's do. So the, the new schedule for next. New schedule? The Why schedule? is it already out? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it w- was going to be earlier. Um, I don't think I took a picture of this. The now Jays I- are not home for the first three series. It's like the, it's like the well, it's Canada. There might still be snow in March. So oh no, it's because of uh, the renovations. Oh right. Uh, so this is this is the breakdown. You have division, intra league, and interleague. So the division, it's going from seventy six games to fifty two. Right. I li- I like this. It's now balanced. Uncle Brian would love this. It's a balanced schedule. <laughs> Everyone plays everybody. Uh, within your own league, you play sixty four total games against non division divisional league opponents and then the interleague you play 46 games total so interleague is going from 20 to 46 yeah um intra intra league you're going 32 home 32 away and then division and and to me it makes those games more important because you have less of them absolutely because i think it's so you play four four total series against each divisional opponent I just I think that's a great like that's you're gonna figure out who the best teams are by everyone playing everyone for sure and really it's you could call it interconference now yeah. it, there aren't two leagues when you when you're playing that many like it's let's call it yeah it's baseball conferences 
Um, so standings in the AL, Houston, 79 and 45. I think the piece that no one's really talking about is Michael Brantley's out for the year. Right. Had I think he had shoulder surgery done for the year. I mean, it's an Astros team that's just still managed to be great. And yeah. Alvarez and Tucker have kind of stepped up to be the leaders of that team. And then, you know, once the playoffs come, there's Altuve, Bregman, and Verlander is... Probably going to win the Cy Young If it's not, Yeah, if it's not Dylan Cease, which I always want to say Cease, but... Um, Yankees 76 and 48, which if the sky is falling and you're still almost 30 games above 500, yeah, yeah. I think you're okay. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland 65 and 56. Cleveland, watch, watching them, like just sneaky, just good. And it, it kind of made me upset now that they traded Francisco Lindor because if your double play duo is Andreas Jimenez and Lindor, like that is, that is a World Series team. That's not like if you're, three-fourths of your infield is Ramirez, right. Lindor, and Jimenez, who is an unbelievable infielder and also has a decent bat. Cle- Cleveland is a team that once they get in, they kind of are going to have nothing to lose because no one really expected them to be here. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. to see. I have to look at their schedule to see between them, Minnesota, and Chicago, who plays who. I really like – this isn't anything against the Twins – I just don't think there's a point of seeing them in the playoffs because they're not going to do anything. <laughs> like, I know it sounds mean. They do have Carlos Correa, which could make yep, a difference. Yep, for but sure. If you're talking about, like, if you want a fun playoffs, you want Cleveland. You want the White Sox. Yeah. Like, those would be, I don't want to say more competitive, but I think that's just more entertaining baseball. Yeah, I agree. Then uh, to the wild card, Tampa Bay, 67-55. and 55. Seattle 67 and 56, the Blue Jays 66 and 56. They're all like it's going to come down to the last game. Or or we'll have a one game playoff to see who gets into the one game playoff. Yeah. Um this is I was thinking about this because they might have to open this up for for to give Baltimore not for this year but in the future a team like Baltimore a chance. What if there was that one you bring back the one game wild card? to get the last wild card spot to then go into that three game series. Right. Like that'd be fun. Cause yep. then you get the best of both wild card worlds. Yep. And it almost becomes like the NBA. They play in turn. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Baltimore 64 and 58 lingering. What a, like what a great story. Like I know people outside of baseball won't care. And they'll be like, Oh, what's going on with the Yankees or the Dodgers? Who's going right. to win the world series. But I think Baltimore is, best story in baseball Feels this year for sure for sure o- overachieved already <laughs> with a month and change to go right yeah yeah um minnesota 62 and 59 and the white Sox 62 and 61 they're there they're <laughs> yeah but I, they're not there they're not it's just yeah. it's not to me whoever's in the al central i think they lose to whoever they have to play whether it's tampa bay toronto seattle right. baltimore i think it opens it up a little bit more, but I can't see Cleveland, Chicago, Minnesota beating any of those three wild card teams right they, now. I I don't think they can beat Boston. Like I think Boston's better than any of those teams, you know, other than Houston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, NL. I don't even know if it's 
it's probably more defined just because like one team's chasing another team and they also right. gave them like their best player. Uh, the Dodgers are 85 and 37, which is ridiculous. That's yeah. just not and fair. No one's talking about it. No, at all. It, it it is like I don't want to say a super team, but like you go around their team: Will Smith, Freddie Freeman, either Gavin Lux or Max Muncie, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, who isn't really that good anymore. They just got Chris Taylor back. Yeah, Bellinger might. I don't want to say their worst player, but might be. He's going to be in the lower half of their lineup. Right. And he used to be an MVP <laughs> and then, candidate. And then there's Mookie Betts. And then you right. look at their arms. And, yeah, they just got back Dustin May. Yeah. They still have Kershaw. Tony Gonsolin's been great. Julio Arias. Or not Arias because he says a different. Arias, I think. Right. He's always been. He was an X factor in that playoff run yep. when they won the World Series. It's just it's a team that it's not. I, I think it's better than last year's team who eventually did get beat by the Braves. But. It's a team that maybe because they're so far ahead, once the playoffs come, they aren't going to be used to the like competitive games. Right. I think that's the only chink you could put in their or chink. Is that how you say it? Yeah. In their armor. Um, the Mets right behind or not really actually closer than you would think. 70, 79 and 46. And it's, it's a team you're never going to believe. And like, well, because they've been they haven't been any better than third in that division since 2015 when they went to the World Series. Uh, yeah, to me, it's a team like unless they're lifting the World Series trophy, and even then, I think people would still have doubts about them. <laughs> you have two of the best pitchers in baseball. It's not like an insanely great lineup, but no. Lindor and Alonso are kind of your star power. But I think they just kind of have. They have under-the-radar guys, which yeah. I think is good for the Mets yep. when you're being the second team of New York. Right. Um, after which, St. Louis, the Cardinals, 71-52. and 52. Yeah. I actually did, and I can't believe I didn't even write this down. Albert Pujols is just turning back All the clock. All of a sudden, he's, yeah, he's seen that 700, and he's just, let, let's rip things up so he can get there. 693, I think he's at yeah. now. That. That's just like if Baltimore's number one, Pujols is number two. Like that's just such a. And now he's gonna have he's gonna have a chance. Right. Maybe not a great chance because the wild card teams again are kind of ridiculous. Atlanta seventy seven and forty eight. Do we think they catch the Mets? Well, you asked me that about a month ago. Is that there's no way in hell? But (laughs) yeah, I think they might now. Like the the two rookies, Michael Harris and uh, Spencer Strider, have come in and they're just reliable guys yeah exactly they re-signed i know they re-signed harris to like eight million dollars a year yeah. which i feel like is kind of unheard of for baseball until like the rays did it last year with franco like usually you make those guys wait yeah. like a guy like bo bichette is gonna have to wait to get his contract right vladimir guerrero might get it this year yes it'll be all the money and no one can complain about it um the phillies the resurgent Phillies. Yeah, they fire Joe, and <laughs> now they're yeah. Because remember, I told you at one point in time, four teams in that division were under five hundred. So yep. it goes to show you how much that changed. Sixty-eight and fifty-five, and then San Diego sixty-eight and fifty-seven. Still there, still lingering. Again, maybe if it's San Diego, St. Louis, if you had Tatis, that would make a difference. Yeah. But that's a that's a good. That's a good three-game series. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then this is why I say it's not really that close. 
right behind San Diego is Milwaukee, who's 65 and 57. I guess their path is also if you come on some resurgence and you win the division. I don't know, because Milwaukee decided to do the same thing as the Red Sox, but they're closer still in the race. Like Right now, I'd be... I wouldn't be following baseball if I'm a Milwaukee fan. That we traded our closer to the team we have to catch. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like in the poor, like the Padres are having a good year. It's just the Dodgers are that much better. Yeah. And then I'll throw the Giants out there. They're 61 and 61. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, we knew they were going to fall back this year. There was no way they were going to do what they did last year and win over 100 games. I think it's more impressive that that, that they're actually just in contention. For sure. That they do have a chance. Yeah. And and just think Colorado and Arizona, they were over 500 in that division as well, like earlier in the year, right? Yeah. May. Um, I think that's anything else for the MLB? Nope. All right. To the NBA, where, again, we have to talk about another legend, but Bill Russell. They yeah. pass away, 88 right. years old. And I think the NBA made a great move by retiring the number six league-wide. Yep. It's a basketball player that is, funny enough, one of the more controversial ones to talk about. Because yep. the only way you can talk about Bill Russell, Bill Russell is, oh, where do you think he ranks all time in terms of players? And we're not doing that because that's just – it's everyone's opinion. And yeah. plus, we never – we never got to see Bill Russell. You no. see black and white highlights yeah. now. Yeah. And all you can look at is, oh, well, he won 11 championships. Who, yeah. who cares how good he was? You could tell me Wilt Chamberlain's better, sure, but Bill Russell won. Yeah. And, like, the greatest winner in sports? Like, kind of hard, hard, yeah. hard to and argue. And he coached. Yeah. <laughs> coached and, and played. played. Yeah. And, but then also just – I think it's also a sour taste for Boston just because he didn't like – or the city didn't treat him well. I shouldn't say it that that he didn't like them. They right. didn't treat black players well. Yeah. So then he always just said it as, well, I loved my teammates, not necessarily the city. Right. But even more than that, right, right when he passed away and everyone was telling these stories, like, I think it's, I don't want to say underrated, but I don't think it's talked about enough, like, what he did for sports and, like, not on the court. Right. Like, the, like, was in 1968 or whatever when he like they weren't gonna play a game because the hotel wasn't gonna let them stay or a restaurant wasn't gonna let them eat like he risked so much for for that and yeah uh was a pallbearer at jackie robinson's funeral even though they didn't know each other right but he bill russell was jackie's favorite athlete right like that is just that is incredible and yeah if if you want like kind of like if you wanted some good analysis bill simmons has like a 22 minute where he talks about the genius of bill russell and everything he did i think it's more about it was more about basketball but right on and off the court like a one of the greatest athletes you could argue i don't i don't even it's hard to quantify qualify anything about bill russell because you never got to see him no exactly yeah but just amazing nonetheless. Yes. Amazing human. Yeah. And uh, retiring the number six, which immediately I, I, everyone turned their head to, well, LeBron wears number six, but it's just no one's going to be allowed to wear it after. Right. Because Mariano Rivera wore 42 when it was retired. I really – I was thinking about that. I think my next Yankee jersey will be Rivera. I think I'd get an away Rivera Yankee jersey because that was – because and then I didn't bring it up in the baseball, but when 
in the baseball when we were talking about baseball edwin diaz the closer for the mets has like this trumpet trumpet thing when he walks in and everybody loves it right but it's not enter sandman right enter sandman and mariano was coming in besides like the four times mom ever got to see him pitch the game was over for sure um so yeah great great for the nba to do because they it's kind of would have been hard to do it with jordan like as great as he was but bill russell was just he's bigger than basketball um which we now make a hard left turn to kevin durant who after stomping his feed then there was reports he was going to retire and you have to fire the coach and the gm or keep me now he's just staying i don't know how you come back from that how is the like i wonder as a team the only reason why you kind of accept him back is how great of a player he is i know if it was anyone else, you'd probably kick him to the curb. But because it's Kevin Durant, yeah. and, like created all this drama for nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. The only person I uh, and then Patrick Beverly he chimed in was like, "Oh, everyone, no one had people don't have jobs because of Kevin Durant." And I don't think it's fair to blame that because if you're a team and Kevin Durant's available, you put everything you can not into a trade, but right at least looking into what that could possibly cost. For sure, yeah. Now I'm sure there'll be some more signings, but and until that, like, now now teams are going to have to go, okay, Durant's not available. What do we do now? Right. Now it's the next steps from that. Um, Jason Tatum revealed that he played with a fractured wrist last year. Wow. And I, I think it, was, it wasn't just the finals. I think it was, like, b- even before the playoffs. But I think you could see that kind of came it got i don't even want to say worse but like you could see it now it makes sense when you think back to the finals and you're like wow he wasn't really that wasn't that great no but if you can say okay it's a fractured wrist that's fair the fact that you're even on the court is impressive for sure um the knicks were back with the knicks and donovan mitchell they put in an offer it was obi toppin evan fournier a couple players then it was five first round picks two of them were unprotected and i think the jazz rejected that because now rj barrett is coming into the question of if the knicks might trade him to get donovan mitchell Mm. which i get it because especially donovan mitchell is a marketable superstar right rj barrett isn't i can i can understand that but i think you'd be giving up way too quickly about what what rj barrett could be at his best yes and like there were superstar flashes in there yeah and i just i i I wouldn't feel great about giving up on that right it's hard i mean you're trading for donovan mitchell it's not like you're getting a nobody back um lebron and Dwayne wade they're uh producing a documentary on the 2008 U.S. Olympic team, the basketball team, right? The Redeem team, uh, comes out on I think it said Netflix in October, which I'm all for that. That's gonna be that's because apparently it's like behind the scenes footage that no one's ever seen, which I right. think is really cool. That was like maybe not every superstar, but most superstars at the time played on that team. Uh, LeBron also signed a two-year, ninety-seven point one million dollar extension, right? Because now we can put the right. I'm I'm glad we don't have to talk about. Oh, is LeBron gonna leave? Oh, are the Lakers gonna trade him? 
the Lakers, you're not going to trade LeBron. Right. Doesn't matter what position you're in whatsoever. That's yeah. that's not a guy you trade. Right. Um this lady, the Laker team though is, is fascinating. Apparently we're still talking about trading Russell Westbrook, which <laughs> I'm surprised it's not traded yet to be honest <laughs> with you. I I think it's we're I think it'll be like September because it's Indiana. Apparently Indiana is going to be the team to take them. Okay. And I don't know what they're waiting for, but I think the Lakers are just going to try to kick them out the back door because right. they don't want a lot of attention on this going going into the season where they might be in the play-in and it, it's probably – it wouldn't be because they're bad. Like right. the West is just that good. Right. Um, then there's also uh, some schedule. They came out with the schedule. Opening night is Boston-Philadelphia. Sure. Classic matchup. Yep. And then Golden State's getting their rings against the Lakers. Oh, boy. Which, of course, you have to yeah. do that. There's some yes. big LeBron motivation game. The NBA knows what they're doing. I also did want to say um, Christmas Day, and this isn't just um, the NBA NFL are going to dominate Christmas Day. Oh, so the NBA doesn't have the data themselves. No. Uh, 12 o'clock, it's 76ers-Knicks to kick off the day. Right. 1 o'clock Eastern. Green Bay, Miami. Oh. Uh, two o'clock, the Lakers play the Mavericks. Four thirty, uh, the Broncos play the Rams. Uh, five o'clock, Milwaukee plays Boston. Eight o'clock, Memphis plays Golden State. Uh, Eight twenty. I was about to say random, but I guess that's just the NFL. Is Tampa Bay, Arizona, and then you can end your night with Phoenix playing Denver. Wow. A very busy Christmas day in sports. No kidding. Uh, and that is it for the NBA to the NHL. I didn't write this stuff in order. I know the Kachuk-Huberdo trade is what everyone's going to want to talk about. Right. I was just writing stuff down. Nino Niederreiter signed in Nashville. That's that cool. Yeah. Yep. $4 million per year? Yeah. Pretty good. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, Columbus, uh, I guess, re-signed, extended line A, four years, $8.7 million per year. That is a big it's commitment for Patrick Laine. For sure, for an inconsistent goal scorer. I guess they're just hoping Goudreau is going to be the answer for yep. him. Yep. Uh, Columbus also traded Oliver Bjorkstrand to Seattle for, like, two draft picks, which did not make sense to me. Yeah. I feel like you could have actually gotten something for him. Yeah. Because to me, that's one of the players that never gets talked about because he plays in Columbus. Yeah. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois talked about how – they they had the reports about him wanting to go to Montreal. He took a qualifying offer, one year, six million. Then he's probably leaving Going to Montreal. <laughs> That's true. He made a big deal about it, and then then he'll go next year. Uh, the big deal though, Matthew Kachuk going to Florida. I think now it's different. A few weeks later to talk about the trade because Huberto also signed an extension. Right. In the moment, though, because I remember telling you the trade of, like, oh, Kachuk got traded. Okay. And then I, like, went to the bathroom and came back. I'm like, it's Huberto, Uyghur, a prospect, and a first. Yeah. All for Kachuk, who, like, immediately signed an eight-year, $9.5 million per year deal. Right. I think immediately the rea- our reaction was, that's a lot Yeah. for Kachuk, who is, I know he's, he's 24. And right. He's great. I wouldn't say he's a superstar because he wasn't the best player on his team. No, he had over 100 points because he was on yeah. like the best line in hockey. Right. Which poor, poor Elias Lindholm. Like, I know he'll probably get to play with Huberto now, but right. 
Like you just lose both of your line mates. Yeah. And then Huberto then signs eight years, ten point five million per year. I guess that's that's Florida's win in the trade. Is that you pay a million dollars? That what? That Flor Florida would have had to pay more oh, than yeah, what yeah. they had to pay Kachuk. Yeah. For a guy that's a little bit older. Yeah. Is I don't know. Wasn't he like in the MVP talk a little bit? For like, sure, like yeah. a hundred and fifteen points or yeah. something like well, that. He was terrible in the playoffs, but it was. But I, I w- actually no, yeah, they were even that Washington series. That, that just their team wasn't good. Maybe that's yeah. what Florida needs is kind of a reset. They, they needed a shakeup for sure. The guys they had it wasn't working, so you got to switch it up. Yeah, I even even before Huberto signs the extension, I'm gonna say even. If Uyghur doesn't sign an extension, I I still think Calgary wins this trade. I, I agree. And there's I think both teams are gonna be good still. Like yeah. I don't think that makes one team bad. Like well, Florida's not gonna be bad. Well, especially with Calgary who they just signed on top of that. Yeah. Now now they're right back where they should be. Yeah. Uh John Klingberg goes to Anaheim because no one else would sign him. That's so weird, eh? Like you feel bad for some of these guys, like once you get near the end of the free agent period and like there's still guys available, but it's like they're trying to get as much money as they can and there's not much out there. That's the problem. I I I guess for Klingberg it's a prove it deal, but like seven million dollars for the one year is a lot. Oh, for sure. But I think that's why it's only one year. If you get extended years then you could probably cut back some of the millions and Anaheim's got the money. That's true. Yeah, because right. it's not like they have to pay anybody yet. Yeah. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov back in back in the United States. Whew, he made it. <laughs> that's such a uh, not even bizarre, but that's just too bad. Like that that this is such a big problem for the NHL. Yeah. Or maybe it's not. It's the only league, really. Yeah, that has to deal with right? Russians directly. Yeah. Uh, Calgary. There are RFA signings, Oliver Shillington, two years, $2.5 per mil- million per year. Mangiapani, three years, $5.8 million per year. Good deals. Yeah. I don't think that's anything crazy. Nope. Um, did you see the Arizona Coyotes, their their stadium name? Yes, I did. Mullet. A- Arizona State University, Mullet Arena. Oh, boy. I support it. Yeah. Standing room only. Yeah. It'll only be standing room only there this year. Uh. uh it's it's so funny. It's such a gimmick for like I these just, next two years. Like Gary Bettman, like it just move them, right? Like this Gary refuses to move them. He's and holding this, on. And he, he's holding on and now he's just I, I'm embarrassed for him when I see this kind of stuff. It just it doesn't need to happen, right? When you have places like I've heard Kansas City, now. Houston, Quebec. Are all ready for an NHL team, especially like now, especially Quebec. Like yeah, they have an ready. NHL ready arena, ready. Yes, and they'll get the fans. Like, just like he's waiting for the next expansion, which might not be for another ten years or something. To get, you know, he wants to save those cities for. Just uh, it bothers me. Over under one and a half appearances from Gary Batman at Mullet Arena. Oh boy, I'll take the under. <laughs> He yeah, goes he, once for the first game. Yeah, and, that's and, and then realizes, oh, there isn't even like a press box, <laughs> right? Like the the play by play guys are in the stands with the with the crowd. Oh um, boy, I can't wait to see him hang out with a bunch of drunk college kids. Exactly, <laughs> sitting in the middle of them, all like yeah. waving towels. Um, Boston 
I thought it already happened, but they've officially signed Bergeron and Krejci. Yeah. One year deals and this is just this they're, they're, this is the last dance. This, yeah, this is Boston thinking we have one more run with this group in us. What do they do after? Like well, I I can't yeah, imagine they like tank. Or, I think they will. I think they're gonna be bad after like they've put all their eggs in one basket here to try win one more time with this group and then that's it. Do you do they then keep they're, those foundational like do you keep the, Pasternak, McAvoy, Swayman? I don't know. Like depends where they finish in the standings like if they you know just barely make the playoffs or don't it's not like they're gonna get like a number one pick you're not gonna get Connor Bedard or be even in the lottery for it yeah so yeah I don't I don't know what they do they're gonna be stuck in limbo unless they're gonna go after an Austin Matthews or something next summer and I, I think it's also they signed a lot of these deals. Like Bergeron's is like all signing or not signing bonus, but uh, like incentive based yeah, so that they it. can push it to next year. Right. And maybe then they go and try to get, I don't know, someone like John Klingberg. That was just the name I thought of. Yeah. They could probably go out and be big spenders at yeah, the deadline. Yeah, a couple guys for sure. Yeah. Because like, and then when I saw the headline, it was Boston signs Bergeron, Krejci, and Zaka. Sounds like a great move if it's 2010, <laughs> not 2022. No. Um, Jacob Truba named the captain of the New York Rangers. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a good move. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know if that would have – I personally probably would have gone with Kreider. Yeah, just, me too. Just yeah. because he's been there the yeah. longest. I always think he has been was the captain. <laughs> I don't know why. I always thought he was. It's always the funny thing. When a team doesn't have a captain, they're in the playoffs. It's like, who goes to get the <laughs> – well, and that's why I always think I almost think like that's a thing that your your team's not winning the cup. You don't have a captain. It doesn't. It's never happened before. So it, you're not going to win. You no. need a captain. I think the the Rangers. Do you think they're a one season wonder, or do you think this is a team uh, that's? I don't know. It depends really on the goaltending. Yeah. Is he a one hit wonder, or is he going to be stellar again? That's fair. I actually I didn't think about this till you said Bedard. Are you excited? Are you how many Flyer games you're gonna watch this year? Yeah, I, I'm gonna be cheering for them to lose for sure. <laughs> at least put them in the lottery, go right? They can't Bedard. get the number one pick guarantee, but at least you get a chance. You get a chance. If you had the second pick, would you pick Michkov, even if he's not coming to the states for no. another like four years? No, you can't. You you need someone who's gonna help you. Like maybe not immediately, but at least in the following year. You can't wait four years. <laughs> uh. Max Pacioretty tore his Achilles. He's out for six months. So did uh, the guy for Florida, Duclair. Oh, yeah. That's uh, I, I want to say a tough blow for Carolina, but then they also go out and they sign, I was about to say Peter, they sign Paul Stastny, like $1.5 million for one year. Carolina, I, I'm sorry, but I, I'm not on their bandwagon anymore. Ooh, we're well, all, we're just done? Just lose Nita Ryder. They lose Trocek. Yeah. They lose... The defenseman went to Philly. Um, yeah, they're. I I just don't think now they've they're. Well, I thought they were going to get over the hump this year or last year, and they. I I just don't think they have it now. Hmm. They'll be competitive. Like it's I, a, I just don't think they have enough now to to win. Win the cup. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri signed with Calgary. Seven years, seven million per year. Yeah. That was a lot of money to give a guy when he's like 38. Is he that old? No, no, no. Like when. Oh, when he's 38. I think it's, that's the end gotcha. of the deal. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. I know. Cause usually they all, they'll have like uh decreased average salaries per year as they get older. Right. And they didn't with him, but 
And again, he'll probably still be healthy at 38 because he's going to get suspended two or three more times within that contract, so he should be healthy. And it, but and you're right when you said it before, it pushes Calgary back to basically where they were. Yeah, just with, with better different... center depth. Exactly. Wingers aren't as good, but no. I I now I'm I'm back in on this Calgary team because also you know who I think uh, is going to be loved by Nazem Kadri, Daryl Sutter. Yeah, he'll like him. Yeah, for sure. Because he could be this. I know a lot of uh, some people have turned it into. Oh, remember when he was the McDavid stopper? It, yeah, when McDavid was like 21. Right. Like you're not stopping McDavid, but right. I think that you can agitate him. Yeah, I think we add like the. And I heard someone else say it when Kadri's in big games and big rivalry games, that's when he shows up. Oh, for sure. That's when he's at his best. For sure, he's the Marsha of the West. <laughs> that's true. Um. And then because of that, Calgary traded uh, Sean Monahan, who makes like six million. Yeah, it was way too much, and he's not playing. He's had hip surgery. So again, Montreal decides Montreal. decides to be Arizona. We'll we'll take him on. We'll put him on our our uh, IRL and uh, pay his salary, or insurance will pay his salary. That's true. Good uh, good move for Montreal though. They get a first round pick out of it. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's yeah, that's why you're ta- making that move. And because I was thinking, oh, maybe maybe Calgary won't be as or Calgary Montreal won't be as bad as like I think they'll be. And then apparently Carey Price isn't playing this year at all this year. Yeah, they'll be bad. That's just the, going after Connor Bedard. <laughs> Montreal versus Philly. Yeah. Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Get him. Yeah, and Seattle. I'm assuming will be in that sweepstakes. Wow, imagine and Arizona. Imagine Seattle if your centers are. Bedard, Beneers, and Shane Wright is like your third line center. Right. That's pretty good. That's a really good team. Um, it said Peter. Well, I was going to say Peter Stastny again. Oh, that, uh, wow. That's something I should be doing. That is. Because I just see Stastny and I want to say Peter. I uh, think that was a steal for Carolina. To 1.5 million? Yeah. Like, again, he probably just couldn't get more. It's too late in the offseason now because he's a $4 million guy. In the right he's, situation, yeah. yeah. Second, he's a second line center, maybe a third line center on a really good team. That's one point five. Why again? Why wouldn't the Flyers go out and get a guy like that? Then one point five. Because they Just need to lose someone. I got to lose. You're right. They need to lose. Yeah. Um, also, in the time, this is funny that this is going to be because usually when the World Juniors is on, like that's when it's Christmas time and families all together. We yep. watched like two games together, the first yeah, two. Yeah, and that was it. I know I felt I felt alone watching Man, that. It was kinda it was sad. Weird, yeah. So this is the Canadian team, the first game, they play Latvia, they win five two and look okay. I, it it looks like it's the summer and that it's yeah. not they're not very strong yet. Right. Then the second game was the Slovak game. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And they're just firing on all cylinders. Yeah. I thought the like the Slovakian program. I thought like I know they were also they were missing their two best players because they're going to be at NHL camp. Right. But Slovakia looked terrible. Like they didn't even make it out of the the group. No. They were the one team that got eliminated, but yeah. no one gets relegated this year. Right. So they're lucky. And then the third game, Czechia. Yep. Which Czechia? I mean, obviously Czechia beat the U.S. in the quarterfinal. Yeah, they had a good. World Juniors, they're going to be happy. I don't even remember that I think, game. I think they only won. They've only won two out of the last nineteen quarterfinals. So I should have put that in my good bad 
but that's pretty bad. You've only won two out of your last 19 games in the quarterfinals at the World Juniors. But yeah, they're they're feisty. They're competitive. And it was them, Czechia and Slovakia both made those games chippy. Oh yeah, for sure they did. Yeah, yeah, they were the uh, agitators, right? They were going after Connor. Yeah, Bedard was a target for sure. And to his credit, there was only there were a couple times where he seemed like he kind of got a little rattled, but. Right. I think it was more rattled because he was mad at himself. Like, he's used to scoring two or three goals a game, right? Yeah. And then comes this big, hyped-up Finland. We're battling for first place. That Finnish team, and again, they play them in the gold medal game as well. Right. That Finnish team was special. Like, yeah. that was an un- – like, when I was looking at that, I'm like, there's probably eight NHLers if they want to be on this team. Yeah. Because, like, it's – like, Hirvonen's their captain. Even him I didn't notice that much. much. Like, Kemmel, Niemela. Right. Uh, Yarventi. The the big guy at 20. 20, um, yeah. Hellenius. And Bedard took him out. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it was it was a great team to watch. Their, yeah. goalie, their goalie was amazing. Yeah. They're our new rival. They are. Like, for world juniors anyway. Maybe not. Like, I, actually, I shouldn't say that. I, even regular, like, world championships or if they end up ever bringing back the World Cup slash Canada Cup. Yeah. Fin- Finland's right there. Yeah. And but, and in a couple, of, like, if we're going to 20, 2024, which apparently they want the – the NHL wants the World Cup of Hockey for – Right. Which, it seems like really close to be like, oh, we want it for then. Like, isn't I feel like there's a lot of logistics you got to go through for to sure. make it work. Yeah, that Finnish team like then might have a couple of these guys on that team. Like I didn't even talk about. I also didn't understand Atu Ratu. Atu, right, but it's R A T Y, but it's Ratu. Yeah, I didn't, don't know. Didn't get that. Um, the first game, like I felt like that's when Canada to me had built up their momentum going into that game of like okay finland's good you should be able to beat them and they beat them but i think that was i think there was some seeds of doubt that was the beginning of you know mctavish bedard like canada was shorthanded for what the last 10 minutes of the the first game not the gold medal game but the that's what made the game closer actually right the knee on knee yeah luckily he didn't get suspended from that wasn't that was that greg yeah, uh, no, uh, was it? Or was it uh, 25 or 27? Cooley? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's right? who it was. That was also, yeah, there was uh, cool, like Cooley, Cooley thank you. on Canada. Then there was a Cooley, who's Arizona's pick right. from the States. Yes, But Logan. they're spelled nowhere close. Nowhere close, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's a French spelling and an American spelling. Also, actually, we've, I forgot about the kent johnson michigan goal and and again i was going to talk about that my bad good and great because like no one's going to ever talk about that now because of what mctavish did yeah that will be what will only be remembered the goal will probably not be remembered eventually yeah you're going to be oh yeah that mctavish play yeah mctavish was the the what do we like do we call that the golden save yeah for sure, Cause, and it wasn't like the puck was just flipping into the net. If you look at the replay, the Finnish guy actually thought it was going in the net. If you watch the replay, oh, he's, he's him and Batard, he's, yeah. he's starting to sell. And if he doesn't, they probably score because he probably gets a stick because Bedard missed it on the first try and the second try. So did McTavish. Yeah. They both missed it. So if he gets his stick in there, he might actually score. But it was a zinger. Like If you look at the replay, like when McTavish hits the stick – 
to the puck, it goes straight down. Like yeah. it's almost like a like when someone hits the crossbar and it goes straight down. Yeah, like, he, it was a hard shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was such a great moment because even honestly the semifinal game, like I don't really re- even remember that. It was Czechia again because they beat yeah, the U.S. Right. Which I do like the World Junior. They reseed as well. Right. Like because. You the you I guess we the Canada was first and the U.S. was second. Yeah, going into everything and I was like, oh man, U.S. team if they have to play them in the gold medal game. I was honestly hoping because I watched I watched all the quarterfinal games like. Back so I was to wondering back. why uh, yeah because I didn't see you taping anything so it was, usually you watch every single freaking game like France playing Slovakia or I Slovenia. I watched. I watched more, like, I would just kind of put it on TV, like, oh, I didn't okay. tape it. But once I got to the corner final, I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on. And I watched Sweden play Latvia, and they beat Latvia 2-1. Right. And I left that game thinking, I really want to play Sweden. Like, their goalie yeah. was good, but right. that Swedish team was not. Yeah. Like, because usually it's, oh, this team is great, and then they just kind of falter. Fall apart, yeah. It, they did not look good at all. Right. And I was I was like, oh, I'll watch some of these Red Wing guys, and I'm like, I, I don't even, I can't. The uh the one I want to say he was a defenseman that was a flyer pick he looked good but right besides that that Sweden team when they played Finland I'm like oh okay so Finland Canada I guess we're gonna go to again right and, and it was such a great game because not that Canada didn't face like any adversity but that was like that was the felt like the most World Junior game not just because it was the gold medal game first of all it was loud and like full yeah which is how it should be. Not like not we're playing people in, in the bubble. Czech Republic or yeah. And Finland comes back, it's two nothing. Finland comes back and it is the most world junior game because up until then, Canada it, it never looked like they had much issues. Like they, they didn't they didn't play well in their own zone though. No, they didn't. All tournament. So like they were giving up chances and goals when you know better Canadian teams played better in their own end. So yeah. that was the only thing I was nervous about, especially when you're getting McTavish and Bedard, you're stuck in your own zone. It happened a few times. Well, then it started and started in that first Finland game where yeah. they eventually split them up for the semifinal right. game, well, I think. Which worked out better because normally in this, it was, again, a weird year for the World Juniors all around. But usually your top line is your top line for the whole tournament. It changed. Yeah. Right? Like the they McTavish, Wah, um, Bedard was the top line. Yep. And then it became... Othman. Othman. Oh, no. It was um, Forrester with... Um, the Forrester, Johnson, Johnson, Stankoven. Yeah. That was... They dominated. Like, there was like Lindros, Leclerc, and Renberg out there. They just did decided whatever they wanted to do. I I genuinely think Tyson Forrester could be an NHLer tomorrow. Yeah, like he'll be good in Philly. Like they said he was going to be good. He got injured. That's why he didn't play at Christmas time. So yeah, he'll be in Philly. Like he's a right shot. I can see them playing him on the third line. Yeah, that and then the back end had I would say two guys that I was like, these guys are special, and it was yeah. Zellweger and Cormier. Yeah, and other than that, they were just, you could have put anyone out there. I couldn't even tell you their names. Like, it was one big guy with the Van something name who, oh, uh, who got hurt. I was going to say, I thought Del Mastro. Oh, Del Mastro, that's his name, yeah. The, the other guys, I, I couldn't tell you because they it wasn't that they were bad, but they just didn't, they weren't offensive threats. They just try to do their own job in their own zone, and that was it. Yeah, unlike uh, Edvinson, who was the Red Wings' top pick, 
last year for Sweden, who looks like he's about seven foot five on the ice. Like right. he's massive. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just having like, oh man, him and Cider together one day. And then I saw Donovan Sabrango, who was good in like the first, he was like the second, third pair guy in Christmas time. Right. This time he was their top pair, like shutdown guy. And I was like, this is, this is an NHLer. And knowing the Red Wings, they're going to give him one more year in Grand yeah, Rapids. For sure. Before he moves up. And uh, he was a guy who I thought, you know, if you play him with Moritz Sider, I think he could actually handle that. Right. And I, f- I felt good about that. Goaltending. Hopefully, Kosa and goalies sometimes are weird and take yeah. longer. I'm not too worried about that for yeah. the Red Wings. He just didn't look good in this tournament, right, compared to... Or in Christmas. He just... And he, he's a good junior goalie. Like, they won the WHL championship with Edmonton. But Christmas time, this, this Christmas time will be his... His right. chance it to be the starter. That's right. Because yeah, this will be Gr- his team. And Grand was just he he saved them a lot. He was solid, right? He, he he didn't have to be spectacular. He was just good, right? He was he just reminded me of uh, Carter Hart or Carey Price. He had that same demeanor where it's okay, guys, I got this, yeah. right? He just he was watching the puck into his glove, like he just was so calm. I'm trying to think about anybody like on this. I don't think we talked. Like I know we mentioned Joshua, but like he was on the top line and got but demoted. Yeah, like then he, played better. Yeah, like he just to me he, he I never really noticed him out there. But I know he was on the top line for a lot of it, right? It's almost like this team had so many extra parts, right? Like we didn't even talk about Greg. And to me, he was my he favorite was, yeah. player. He was their best player, right? He the blocking shots and winning draws and scoring unbelievable goals. Yeah. Right, like he just was the best player, and then he gets hurt, and they have so much depth that they have other guys that played one game. Right, they they had kidney. a couple of yeah kidney and number twenty who actually played pretty decent. He was like would take the puck to the net, big guy, big left handed shooting number oh, uh, twenty. Gaucher? No, he was twenty one. I think oh, okay. twenty. He he was one of the guys that they had to bring up. Like he didn't play all the games. Again, normally we know yeah. all the guys on I these teams, right? Really but it was just that. a strange thing. Um, I wanted to bring up one other thing too. Do you know why Mason McTavish was where he was on stopping that shot, the golden save? No, he got tripped. If you watch the replay, he got. It, there should have been a penalty on twenty for Finland because he. I don't want to. He didn't slew foot him, but he he took him out with his stick. That's why he fell. So he fell behind the net, got up, and then just happened to come to the front of the and the puck was there. That's why he was there. Wow. But it should have. If you watch the replay, you'll see. Yeah, it should have been a tripping bit. It was a three on one. Yeah. For Finland, I, and I don't think I didn't think they did a very good job of of setting that up. Like it wasn't like a. Um, it was kind of a broken play where the puck almost ended up going into the net. It wasn't on a one timer or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like the the one timer they they did have it wasn't like scary. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. That because in that moment, like you're just like it's over and this is heartbreak again. Because my head immediately like when it was in the air. Yeah. I was thinking this is it, Noah Dobson breaking his stick. McTavish is going to miss this and they're going to lose the gold medal. Right. But he stops it, and you're like, yeah. okay, they're, they're like, there's, there's no way they're not winning now. So there's two things after that happened. I thought of when Canada comes down and scores. I'm thinking 
This what is, if it's in? Yeah. <laughs> Both teams are going to celebrate here, right? This is going to be like the, the closest you're going to get to that was that Saskatchewan, Montreal, CFL, yeah. Grey Cup, right? One team celebrates and then, oh, no, and the other team does. I thought that was – I was waiting for the horn to sound yeah. for them to go, oh, no, they're going to come back, right? And the second part I got to say is the Johnson goal that, that he did score, the golden goal, was a great goal. Yep. On top of it, though – Finland's goaltender made an amazing save. Like, it, it wasn't like anyone was bad on that play. No. Nope. Right? Like, the Finland goalie shouldn't have made the first save. He was going the wrong way. Yeah. On and Matt Johnson, of all guys, and makes the save. Ken. Oh, sorry, Ken Johnson, sorry. And and the, he ends up still scoring. And, like, yeah, it was just, again, it just reminded me of the Flyers and Leafs 2004 when Roenick scores that overtime goal. Kapanen gets clobbered, doesn't know where he is. Right, Tucker takes it. Was the it just reminded me of that crazy two minutes of overtime that you'll just never forget. Yeah, that and it was just the the chaotic energy of the three on three with the crowd and like Johnson. This is one of those things. If you are a parent or a young hockey player, watch that play because I think anybody else would have just skated by when he didn't score the first time, but he stayed in front of the with net, the puck. waiting for it exactly. And no one has talked about this. We I talked to you about this off air. Was three? This is why three on three is awesome. Like imagine that we we get a shootout instead of what we just witnessed. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you've uh, got. That's why you eliminate the shootout altogether, which I'm glad they've done. For especially yeah, for an elimination game, it, it's you it, don't need a shootout. No, absolutely. Um, I don't think they can do it in the NHL. I it it's still exciting five on five hockey now because there's no hooking and holding and you're getting chances and people are going to, you're not getting like I told you this year, like how many three and four overtime periods that we watch in overtime? There wasn't any because no one is tired and hooking and holding. You can't do that. And the refs are calling penalties in overtime. If you are going to do that. Yeah. Right? So you don't need the three on three, but imagine that three on three in the NHL in the playoffs. That would be nuts. Yeah. That that, that, that would be crazy. Cause it's, it is nerve wracking. Cause as soon as you miss your chance, here they come the other the way. Other, the other team's getting a chance. Yeah. That was – it was one of those tournaments that you're always going to remember because it was just summertime. But I think it was truly – maybe not – like, I'm not going to compare it to, like, 2005 or, like, 2015. Like, those right. were special teams. Right. This was a consistent team, and their shutdown line had 250 goal scorers. Yeah. Juan yeah. Dufour. Yeah. Uh, exactly yeah Dufour was amazing in the Memorial Cup like he scored I think four or five goals in one game there yeah, yeah he was unbelievable he scored a great goal actually again you will never remember it in the gold medal game yeah to make it two nothing you think this is it that puts them over it was a great held it back gets the defenseman to become the screen now for the gold dinner and what a great goal that was and yeah you won't remember that either no Poor, uh, poor Kent Johnson. He gets the golden goal. He scores a Michigan in the tournament, and those it, are probably the second and third most important things. And lastly, I'll mention, thank God Cameron, the coach. So he was also the coach on the team that blew the three-goal lead against <laughs> yeah. Russia. Imagine they lose that game. He'll never he'll never get a, another Canadian coaching job again if he loses that game. <laughs> the Yeah, 2011 in Buffalo, it was probably the worst thing ever. And it, yeah. it, was, a, it was a Russian team that actually had, like, it was like Kuznetsov. Yeah, they had superstars. Panarin. Yeah, they had other NHLers. Sh- they shouldn't. Have, Canada shouldn't have been up in the game. Now that you look at this roster, they had. Yeah, when like Canada's best player was like 
Braden Shen, which yeah. nothing against Braden no, Shen. No, no, and he had a tremendous tournament, right? I think he let, he's all-time leader in points in the tournament yeah. or something. But, uh, yeah, other than that, they, yeah, no one else was playing well. Yeah. Declare on that team? <laughs> Mason McTavish, like, the fact that they kept saying, like, he wanted to be here because he doesn't have he didn't have to be on this team. And again, I'm surprised the Ducks let him play, but he must have pleaded with them to say, "Please let me play in this tournament." Because normally, like imagine Owen Power, he could have played in this tournament, <laughs> right? Like that's scary. That's a silly. Like the the possibilities the guys who didn't the, play. Yeah. And they were still yeah. In my mind, one of the most dominant teams that I remember in recent memory. Because that and. I feel like Kent Johnson must have been the same way with Columbus. That's yeah, where he, he must finished have, last year. Yeah, he would have had to ask them for sure. Yeah, I'm just – and I'm wondering now um, – They were Gordon Miller was talking about it during the games a little bit, which I actually didn't mind him and Johnson together. They, were, they had a Decent, good dynamic. Decent, not as yeah. good as Ferraro, but pretty close. They actually had some funny stuff. But they were saying like a lot of these kids now might be able to make their NHL teams – because they're going to be ahead of these NHL players going into camp. Yeah. And maybe that's why some of those NHL teams said, yeah, you know what? It's so close to camp this time. Yeah, let's let them play. Yeah, it's it's, it's a almost warm-up. training camp yeah. for them. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. If Owen Power was on that team, that's a that's a whole other story. Um, I think that, that covers the NHL. Um, I did want to quickly mention the PGA Tour is coming out with a new – TGL. Well, they have to, right? They they've got competition now, so they have to do something different here. Why? When do I? Can I just immediately call this the PGA Live Tour? Because yep. like let's we're just copying it. Yep, for sure. So the, so for those who don't know, twenty twenty January twenty twenty four, the PGA is adding basically the Live Tour. It's teams that I don't I assume they'll do drafting and stuff. It's yep. like three on three. They yep. said I like it. It's fun. Yeah, it'll make it fun. And you're you're adding more gambling. Yes, like that's the hugest part. I think really that golf is now going to be able to. I don't want to say compete with football, but now they. It sounds like a gambling gig. Yeah, where they're gonna have yeah you're gonna have teams and there's gonna be more money available, which is they're almost covering everything. Not just that Liv is doing, but that people were complaining about the PGA that yeah. they needed. Yeah, this is just a new added piece to it. Absolutely. Applauding PGA for not, ah, we're fine. We've been like this for a hundred years. No, yeah, you've got to change. And to have Rory and Tiger be the face of it. Right. I hope it, I was going to say, I hope it would be like two teams, but I guess you need more. Like, I think they should have a bunch of teams and have guys, like, maybe based on your your standing, you're the captain. Exactly. Yeah, so you get like a a 12-team tournament or something, right, if three guys are... I also forgot how the FedEx Cup playoffs work. Yeah, I don't know. I don't follow that that closely, so I don't really understand. It's cool, though. I was watching it, and it's cool how, like, they were like, it was Adam Scott, and it's like, oh, if he birdies this hole, he's going to be 29th because it's like the top 30 make it. Right. If he bogeys, he'll be 49th. Right. And it was all, like, projected standings. It, it was. It's cool. I have a question. I, I, I thought, like, a couple years ago they were supposed to eliminate – the way that Adam Scott putts. I thought that was supposed to be banned. I think they... it's the height. Like, he oh. still putts that way, but his putter oh, has is, to like, be... short. Why? Is it easier to putt? I guess so. Like, why don't we have those putters in our clubs, yeah, uh, in should. our bags? <laughs> uh, we'll go to the NFL, where before we do the one question for every team, some news. Obviously, Deshaun Watson 
I think we weren't even talking about the first suspension, which was yeah. six games, right. which is awful. Like, yes. I don't think we need to talk too much about no. that. I think 11 games is probably still not enough. Well, uh, the NFL set this up perfectly, in my mind. Yeah. That, boy, oh boy. It's almost like they we're going to make something good out of something. that We're going to make lemonade out of lemons here. And they've done it. Yeah. So Deshaun's 11-game suspension also includes a week 12 bye or a bye in there somewhere. And then he returns week 13 against his former team, the Houston Texans, which I think almost makes this more of a mockery that, oh, the NFL is going to step in and take over for this. And they want – there was reports before. They want a year-long suspension. Yeah. Exactly, Fair. Yeah. You know, that what he did, whether he did anything or not – the, it's it's not about guilty not guilty it's just the the conduct like getting accused of that is why you're getting suspended and now the nfl turns this into basically a marketing opportunity for week 13 question for you did the union fight any of this did they or did they just say we agree with the original decision and we're good I think so. Okay. I think it. They, I didn't really hear anything from their side, right? It's the, almost like they. We're, we don't want want any part of this. The first, the first time they said, you know, the NFL and the PA, or the PA said, like, we're not appealing anything. We think the NFL should do the same. I think it's because they probably knew it wasn't going to be that harsh yeah. of a suspension, right? But they haven't said anything since, and I think right. it's probably more Watson saying, you know. I will take this punishment. I I have to. You have to take accountability right. at this point. So the point. union is not appealing or anything. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Cuz it's funny how it just they kind of like, oh, we're going to go back in our hole. Yeah. And not. Yeah. We don't want to be part of this. Uh a few of the injuries. Uh Gus Edwards the running back for the Ravens, JC Jackson uh for the Chargers, Chase Young for the Washington Commanders, which I had to think about for a second what their team name was. Uh, they're all just out. Yeah, they're all just out for the first four weeks. But I don't know. That's still kind of significant. Uh, Tom Brady just like left for a couple weeks. Yeah, I heard he was on the Masked Singer. <laughs> I love, like I, can't, I love how people just start coming up with stuff. I it was completely made up. But I like even Brady like answer. He was like, "Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't on the Masked Singer. I was wearing a different mask. I don't know what that means, but I still thought that was funny." Yeah. And it's kind of at this point when people talk about you, you're retiring more, not for like not wanting to play the whole season, but like that you have to start at training camp. So like, I feel like that was his like half retirement of like, eh, I'm not going to do training camp. Yeah, like, you guys got this. He's already training, right? We already seen what he does in the off season, so it's not like he's has to get in shape now and miss. You know, missing eleven days is going to do nothing. No, because he can't. They don't put him in the lineup anyway, just like any of the other NFL teams. Yeah, I know there's always – it was always like, oh, it's week three of the preseason. Right. We're going to see the starters. It, yeah, for one series, if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like we knew this was going to happen, but Baker Mayfield is going to be the week one starter for the Carolina Panthers, which I love. Again, they're playing, they're playing Cleveland. Cleveland is, like, paying Baker to play against them. Now the line is with the Watts and stuff. The lines now shifted the Carolina one and a half minus one and a half, and I'm upset with myself for not betting it when Carolina was the underdog. Ah, gotcha. Because I think I think Carolina wins that game, or that, or Baker throws like four interceptions. <laughs> but I, I'm leaning more towards he'll he'll lead them to a victory, especially against Jacoby Brissett, who is uh, who's a who's a backup quarterback, not a very good one. Um, 
Do you know how many uh, when the last time the Baltimore Ravens lost a preseason game? I'm just looking that up right now, actually. <laughs> they won uh, 2016, I think it was. 22 straight preseason wins. Yep. And in my mind, I thought, do I bet them to win? Which I said, no, nope, because that's the time they'll lose. lose. They'll, they'll break that uh, break the winning streak? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the most unofficial <laughs> winning streak in NFL history. The winning streak that does not matter. Um, Means they have the best second, third, and fourth stringers and practice squad players in the history of the NFL. Our backups are so great. Yeah, they're fr- they're from the USFL. <laughs> um, Who won that, by the way? No idea. Okay. Um, Brady and Gronk were almost Raiders in 2020. Well, uh, according to Dana White, yeah. but come on, that's kind of weird. Here's a guy that's just. It's almost like I haven't been in the spotlight for three months, so I better say something to get myself in the spotlight. <laughs> it would be weird that he was somehow involved, but I'm going to run with it. I'm going to say that, that John Gruden stopped getting himself from getting Brady and Gronk. I can I can see that side of things because Gruden seems like a guy like I'm in control of things, and if Brady's there, Brady's in control of things. Yeah, it is, it is his team. Do you know who the Bucks head coach is? Yes, it's their defensive coordinator. Yeah. So that was basically Bruce Arians' way of saying, yeah, no, it's Brady's team. Yeah. I'm going to take myself out of this. Yeah. Um, are you excited about Electric Cavante Turnpin? Tur- Turpin? The, oh, yes. The Cowboys? Ran two touchdowns. Two, uh, sorry, kickoffs for touchdowns. Yeah, he's yeah, unbelievable. I think he's from the um, the frog horns, the horn frogs. Yeah. I think that's where he played when he was in college because he, he looked familiar. It sounds it sounds it is a familiar name. Yeah, at least you Fast. Get, got a returner in Dallas. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now we go to one question for every NFL team. Uh, we're gonna go AFC to NFC. I don't. There's not like rhyme or reason with this, but we're just gonna loosely talk about these teams. We're gonna start with the Buffalo Bills, and I know everybody has Super Bowl aspirations. Yeah. My question though. Can this offensive line hold up? Well, they just traded one of their offensive linemen who was like a starter this year, so they must be pretty deep or feel pretty confident. The games that I've watched, and I've watched their preseason games, the running attack looks unbelievable. They got Cook from Florida Uh, State. Yeah, so Dalvin Cook's younger brother. Yeah, and he looks pretty good, but so does Singletary and, sorry, I can't remember the Uh, other. Moss? Yeah. Moss? They they look good. Like their running attack. If that if they can run the ball, oh boy! That and again, so that means your quarterback's running that much less because you don't have to. Yeah, that'll be scary. They they look good already. And it's it's a team that it's hard with this seventeen game schedule with the ebbs and flows yep. when you're trying to do over unders. And I think theirs is like eleven and a half. I'd have to look at their schedule because I. I've already read that magazine, which I just finished the college one as well. So I'd have to go back and see who they're playing. But, yeah, I think it comes down to their offensive line, to be honest with you. If they can run block, they're going to be scary. Because, like, like Gabriel Davis obviously had that amazing game against Kansas City in the playoffs. I think he's better. Like, he looks better. exactly. He looks more like a 1B. Right? Yeah, Crowder. They have weapons for Allen. Oh, yeah, like all over the place, right? They they let go the their slot guy who I always liked from Dallas. I'm surprised he didn't go back to Dallas. Yeah, I know. I don't know where he is. I 
don't think he signed anyone. No way. That's a especially the Cowboys have had like wide receiver injuries in camp. Yeah, that's yeah, a you guy you can rely on for sure. You think they want to bring him in there, but anyway, uh, the Miami Dolphins. I think everybody knows where this question's going. Tua, can Tua take the next step with it, these it, weapons? It, it, guess what? It all depends on his long throws. I just can't wait to see him throw. The, he's gonna have to throw the ball long. Yeah. To their those two wideouts are speedsters. Yeah. Like it's not going to be. A, I guess you could throw stuff over the middle, to, especially right? with Gasicki, which I saw today. Yeah, you like want to trade him now? Like why? Like isn't he like the last part of your piece? Like isn't that your safety net for Tua? <laughs> yeah, let's get like rid it, of that. Let's get rid of that and let you. Did they trust Tua that? Oh yeah, he can throw the ball sixty yards now, no problem. That's the big question in my mind for them. If he can, then they're they'll be a playoff team. Yeah. I think that that is a big if that I'm not I'm not ready to trust. Me either, but it, they have a decent backup. It, it's a, uh, another guy who can start. Teddy, yeah, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, that's true. Uh, New England. I I couldn't think of a specific question, so I just said, are they better, worse, or the same? Worse. I I five and twelve. I'm thinking. They're, I don't think because I have a feeling the quarterback's going to have a sophomore slump. Yeah, and I. I I just I don't have a good feel just because the rest of the division's gotten better. Like I think the Jets could even beat them. Yeah, it's yeah, a possibility true. anyway. But uh, it's Bill Belichick, so you, you know what? You never know. But I, that's in my mind. That's the way I'm kind of thinking their team's going to go. They're going to win games that they're not supposed to. Right. And even like week one, you look at it and they're playing Miami, and it's like, do you trust Mike McDaniel? who's a rookie coach right. to beat Belichick. Exactly. As good That's, as Miami might look. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, the Jets. Obviously, Zach Wilson seems like he might miss some time. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I guess you might answer, might have already answered this, but is this a regular tank or a competitive tank? I think a competitive tank. It, it seems like a team. I think they'll be like the Lions last year. <laughs> they lose in the most heartbreaking ways. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, NS, or NFC, AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens, which you know I'm usually a big fan of. Yeah. I just uh, – who is Lamar Jackson throwing to? I don't know. He's going to have to run a whole heck of a lot more, I think, uh, or they'll stick to their running game other than Lamar. Yeah. But the, yeah, like their grinded out style is going to be the way they win games, which they should be able to do in this division. There's a couple teams that I think are the weak sisters now. <laughs> When I was I was looking up their wide receivers, they're signing uh, Demarcus Robinson, who used to play for the Chiefs. Right. Okay, sure. They have uh, Rashad Bateman, who was first round pick from Minnesota last year. wasn't really that great. They have Mark Andrews. You know, that's a that's a reliable guy. Yeah. They also then everyone started talking about this guy Isaiah Likely, who's the another tight end who had like a hundred yards in the first half against Arizona. And oh, did they still have Hiley? On the team? Remember I showed you that? Highly yeah. likely. <laughs> There's also guys French fries, I think, on uh, Indianapolis. Something, yeah, I, do. I feel like I did see that. Um, yeah, the outside of that, Baltimore, is it, it's a good team. They were a good team last year. Yep. Just kinda... They were a good team in a bad division, I, in my mind. Yeah. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, that was your team last year. Yeah. Uh, is... Is the improved offensive line enough to avoid the Super Bowl hangover? Okay, let me ask you a question from a question. Okay. When's the last time you've seen a Super Bowl loser go back to the Super Bowl? Uh, Buffalo Bills. I was going to say the Broncos. Oh, okay, maybe the Broncos. But also really? that. 
Broncos. Oh, yeah. They lost they to the lost, Seahawks. But then, then they won. They beat the Panthers. Okay. Or maybe um, – no, I think I'm right. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe – Anyway, it's it, it very rarely. Yes. Right? Very it, rarely. See that the Broncos or the Bills. There you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think they're good. They win the division, but I, I, I don't think they get past the Bills or the Chiefs. Which all of those teams kind of play each other. Like, I was yeah. looking at it, like, the yep. Bengals play the Bills right. and the Chiefs. And the Chiefs play – like, everyone – all those three teams good play team. each so other. So, there's some good playoff games in the regular season yeah. is what you're saying. Uh. The Cleveland Browns, it's all Deshaun Watson. What do you do before he gets there? Well, yeah, you're not going to win. So, yeah, you can write off this season. They're playing for next year, and they've got a decent running backs and good defense, but that's it. They're, again, 6-11. and 11. Yeah, that seems about right. right for not having Watson. Yep. For, like, I know they said he's back for, like, 40 percent of the year or whatever so who's the starter there jacoby Brissett. oh well he's okay he's Damn. he's been a starter before it's like him or josh dobbs i think right which then everyone turned to why wouldn't you just trade for jimmy but if you're getting watson back this year that's, yeah i think uh, you don't need him um i guess pittsburgh finally they're finally gonna have a losing season <laughs> i called it last God. year they tied they should have had a losing season this year yeah they're the worst team in that division they made the playoffs last year and they yeah. were like eight or eight, eight seven eight, and one right no no, no eight, 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 eight and one, one. there yeah. you go yeah that was yeah that was my question did they uh, finish below 500 yeah, absolutely yeah they're yeah four and 13 i i they'll be close they're competitive they always will be because of the pittsburgh steelers but they got no quarterback. They got a running back. Their defense is always going to be okay, and they play in that division. So they're going to win games that they shouldn't win. You don't trust little baby hands Pickett? Or pick, yeah, Pickett. Yeah, he, he, if he starts, then they're in real trouble. If he be, if he wins the job over Chabinski, who's not a bad quarterback, no, but he should be able to hold at least for this year. Yeah. If he doesn't, then yeah. He. The, guy, the guy to watch – for the Steelers, and everyone's going to say this, but George Pickens, the wide receiver from Georgia, right, who's basically like Vontez Perfect, the guy who always used to like run people's like he put like he concussed Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't know if you remember the linebacker. Oh yeah, for Cincinnati, he's basically the offensive version of that. Like he is one of the most physical players I've ever seen, and is just like a menace to the football field. Right. So he will at least be fun to watch if Pittsburgh's bad. Uh, we're going to go to the AFC South and it's the Indianapolis Colts and I get to watch good old Matty ice. Actually, I'm happy that he is on a different team now, but, um, is so Matt Ryan, is he enough to win the division? Yes. He's their best quarterback they've had since, uh, Manning or luck. Yeah. Uh, because last year you saw all the pieces of this team. They yeah. have a great defense. Yep. They have arguably the best running back in football. Yep. And then it was Carson Wentz. And you just need a, a game manager. But it, they have more than a game manager now, in my mind. Yeah. Even at, what is he, 37, Something 38? Like, yeah. He doesn't have to run. right? He's, a, he's Tom Brady. Same kind of player, right? You don't have to run in the pocket. Just throw the ball accurately. He is the, the less gunslinger version of what they thought Phillip Rivers would be. Right. Exactly. I don't know, honestly, until I just said that, I forgot he was a Colt for a year. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Tennessee Titans. How do you replace A.J. Brown? You don't. They're, they're, they're Baltimore 2.0. 
in my mind. They're going to run the football, grind it down. They'll make the playoffs. That's about it. Out <laughs> in the first round. Do when if they have a slow start to the year, does does the Tannehill Malik Willis conversation start? Probably. Yeah. Because does that not feel like the best version of that team? If it's Willis, who is a good quarterback, he like has a good arm. Yep. But if you can have read option, yeah, with a good need, running quarterback, yeah, exactly. That's like Tannehill. No, I know, but I just think, like you said, it's you have no passing game anymore. You always they've always played that way where it's let's hold on to the ball for forty five minutes a game. Yeah. So it's not going to change. That I think almost enhances it if you have a run. Pass read option RPO, like um, what's the school that doesn't pass? Army, Army, Navy. yeah, just run, yeah, just run the ball. Georgia Tech, <laughs> uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Are we gonna see uh, noticeable improvement from they'll, Trevor Lawrence? They'll double their win total. What does that give them? Four. I was gonna say they won. They, I don't think they won more than two. Yeah, so they'll double Four. the win total. I. I'm going to go out and say this now. I think Jacksonville finishes second in this division. That could happen. I, I think Tennessee falls off a cliff. Okay. With that, un- Unless they make that Tannehill-Willis move somewhere in the season. Right. I I, I really like Jacksonville. I don't, I'm not going out there and saying they're like a playoff team right, or anything. But they're, they're, I agree. They're going to be better. They won't be worse. And I think they'll just – I think they'll be fun to watch. I think Trevor Lawrence – I thought they were going to be fun this year, but you're right. Trevor Lawrence will be good, and they'll get Etienne back. Yeah, that who didn't play at all last year, so that's a fun combination. Yeah, uh, the Houston Texans are they? This is going to be not much to explain. Are they a sneaky good bad team where they're bad, Just but they're you won't see them on. You'll, the only time you're going to see them is when they get to play Cleveland, week thirteen. <laughs> that's the only time you'll see them this year. They're yeah, they're they're the Detroit Lions of two years ago. The other the other question I was going to ask because I have it for two other teams is what pick do you think they'll have in the top five? Oh, it'll be one or two. <laughs> uh, the AFC West, which I think it's not even close that this is the best division in football at this point. Yes, and for sure, like you're splitting hairs between like one and I would say three. I'd say th- to me, there's three teams that are a little separate than the fourth team. Okay, but the fourth team is still sneaky. Like they're in there, uh, Kansas City. You know the question is going to be how do you survive without Tyreek Hill? But it's not really survive. It's how does Adapt. this offense change? Right. Yeah, without Tyreek Hill, right? They'll f- still figure it out. The guys they have, like Juju Smith-Schuster, as yeah, much as he got maligned, like he's a talented receiver for sure. They, they're a little bit slower, if you want to call it slower, but they it's have. not. It's a fraction, right? The coach they have there, he can figure stuff out based on who they've got. And this is, I think, if you look at MVP odds, I don't, I haven't looked at them yet. Right. I think Patrick Mahomes is a good pick. Absolutely, I would pick him. It's to me, it's him or another guy in this division. Yeah. Um, and I think Kansas City, you you know what they are? Their defense yep. is not. It's okay. Yeah. But- they can score forty five points, so it doesn't matter. They'll beat you forty five, forty four. Yeah, they can score three touchdowns in the last fifteen seconds. <laughs> um, Just as Buffalo. The other, and I, I think the Chargers is. I think that's you told me that's your team. That's my Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans from the last few years. This year, it's I almost called them San Diego. They should still be San Diego. Is that is that is that like? saying redskin if you say san diego <laughs> it's offensive <laughs> it's offensive 
Yeah, uh, Chargers are my team for sure. So then my, got? my question is, what's, what is the next step forward? Well, their next step forward is their defense is so much better than it was last year. The sophomore slump is done. It just all everything's better. On top of the fact their division is better. Yeah. But I don't think that's gonna hurt them. Yeah. Uh, Herbert to me, Herbert is my like actual MVP pick. Yeah, and they've got who's their wide receiver? They just they were talking to him. I was watching his last game with the beard. Uh bald. Keenan Allen. Yeah, he's like a superstar. Yeah, but no one talks about Exactly. Mike Williams is the best number two wide receiver in football. Yeah. Doesn't get talked talk about. about. Who's the tight end there? Don't they have a good tight end too? I know they used to. Yeah, Antonio Gates. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll bring him back. Uh, I don't think they do now. Not that I could think of. Right. Like not like a. Uh, yeah. Maybe look at Mike Gesicki. There you go. <laughs> uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. It is without a doubt an improved team. Yeah. They got better players. Did they improve coaching wise? Is my question. Mm, that's a good question. I don't think so. This no. team always underachieves always they always have the best players they try and win like if you're a Raiders fan you always got to cheer for them no matter if you're from Oakland if you're from Los Angeles or you're from Las Vegas because you've been they've been in multiple places but I just think this team is going to do the same thing they on paper they look great I just think they're going to underachieve in especially in this division I could see that which is why they when I was first looking at teams they were the team that I thought they'll probably be fourth that's yeah. who I thought. Yeah. Like quarterback position, they're, they're fourth. fourth. Which in is, the division. Yeah. And he's good. Yes. Like put top. him in any other division, he's probably second. He might be first in a couple of the divisions. I'm trying to, like AFC South, he's easily like, first. NFC East. First. He's might be best. Better yeah. than Dak. At least equal. Yeah, like if if the Raiders went you're the cow you're the Cowboys GM because Jerry Jones loves you for a day. And yep. the Raiders say we'll give you Derek Carr for Dak. Right. You you think about it. That's that's a you have to call a meeting for that. For to be sure. like, do we do this? Like, right. does this make us better? Because it probably does in the long run. Why? Because now you're probably saving twenty five million dollars at that position. Now you can go out and fill up the rest of your holes that you have because you got to sign a guy at thirty eight million dollars or whatever he's making. Yeah. Uh, the fourth team, the Denver Broncos. It'll be interesting. What's your question? Can Russ bring them to the playoffs? Oh. I'm going to say no. Because they're right on that bubble. Yeah, exactly. They're close. I I think if there was a play-in game, I think they're in that. But I don't think they're quite there. They're offensively, they're okay. Defense, I think they're great. Yep. But, yeah, I think they're a bubble. They're a bubble team. And for me, I think there is this group where – I mean, if Cleveland had Deshaun for the whole year, they're in this conversation. But to right. me, like Baltimore, Vegas, yeah. Denver, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll throw Tennessee in there for sure. you because I, yeah. I don't know if they're – and Miami. Right. Those are, are your – those are those five. Yeah. When you're looking at, you know, the guy that does the 5% chance I make in the playoffs and this guy's got 17%, they'll be – he'll be circling them for yeah. whatever reason, whether they're making it or not. Oh, that guy's the best. Uh, over to the NFC, the NFC East, probably still the NFC least. Yes. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, will the defense have to carry this team? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the defense is all that great. I, I think they lost with the uh, pieces they lost like last year. Randy Gregory. Yeah. And didn't Lawrence, didn't he leave? No, he's still there. Oh, he's still there. 
Did they like restructured his contract? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I just I think that's gonna take a step back, and that's gonna hurt them because that's really I think they won a few games because of their defense, which you couldn't say before that. No, years before that. So I think they take a step back here. I think they finish second in this division. And I, uh, my question was almost just gonna be Trevon Diggs. Can he? even oh. come close to but i think what it what it is what he is is a guy that's boomer bust exactly like he'll probably yeah he's still gonna get you probably six or seven interceptions but he's gonna give up six or seven intercept uh touchdowns yeah so yeah i think the the guy that could be the saving grace for all of this and if we're talking about the cowboys in the playoffs it's micah parsons because that guy is just game breaking yeah absolutely yeah he he could have won the nfl defensive player of the year last year and as he was a rookie. a rookie yeah uh the philadelphia eagles which i will i will put my stamp on this is this is my team this is my your chargers i'm this gotcha. is this eagles is especially because it's an improve does this offense i don't even know how to say it get better or maybe how much better are they with aj brown i, I think it really comes down to jalen hurts how much does he improve if 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 he is like again. He just managed the team last year and made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If he's any, any, and again, like you just said, they have some more weapons now. That might put him over the top. AJ a. Brown is a legitimate number one receiver, which yeah. then makes Devonte Smith your number two wide receiver. Right. When last year he had to be the guy. Yeah. It was the best rushing offense in the NFL, which I think you could use to your advantage now to yes. run more play action, get Jalen Hurts in motion. Yep. And the only thing I haven't really done is look at their schedule, which makes me think they'll probably win like nine games and win the division. Yeah, well, again, look at the they have to play their own division, so that helps the right there, right? <laughs> There's half their season or just under. Uh, the New York Giants, uh, is Danny Dimes still the starter at the end of the year or maybe next year? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's this hard to see. Is, yeah, this team just looks not good. I won't say they're bad. I'll just say they're not good. Especially when everyone looked at their draft and they got Evan Neal and they got Thibodeau yeah. and yeah, they're, Thibodeau's they're young, hurt. And he's hurt already. Yeah, just, just a bad omen. This team's a rebuild. Uh, the Washington Commanders, as much as it's going to be weird to keep saying that. Yep. Will they at least be fun to watch? No. You know, you know, you don't want to watch Carson Wentz. Well, you know he's going to make mistakes. If you li- like watching mistakes, then sure. Giants, Giants, Washington. That's that's a great game to watch. It used to be. I think it still is in in the sense of that it's not oh, two great two, teams. Gotcha. It's two, two teams, teams that are teams even. that are equal, right? Yeah, fair enough. Wentz versus Daniel Jones. I'm yeah, watching that for sure. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of interceptions and fumbles. <laughs> Tripping at the twenty yards line. <laughs> uh, to the NFC North, where the Green Bay Packers I think we we all know it's going to be almost the same thing as Kansas City. Yeah. Do they still have enough without Devontae Adams? Yes. Just because the division, who's going to compete with them? Again, they're playing in that division. There's six wins that they have right in front of them, sitting on their plate. The the thing I loved was this Aaron Rodgers like villain arc that was like twenty like not twenty second like there's a couple of days where it's like he's yelling at the receivers and he's telling them if you're not playing well you're not gonna play 
then like two days later it's oh he's praising his wide receivers so he immediately had to flip and be nice to them because those are his options at receiver i know alan lazard i think can i don't have a problem with him stepping in as the number one wide receiver i just wonder who is behind him and this will probably be the ultimate factor is rogers a great quarterback or is he just good and he's great because of the receivers that he's had over the years because here's a guy who like we talked about who was it now like uh coles for the yankees yeah when it's a big game he actually doesn't come up that big no like i i can remember one the cowboys game uh, oh what rogers th- th- yeah in a divisional game remember that game yeah. he was uh, but again that's one game and he won one super bowl so like there's games like Oh, he should have won this game and, like, wasn't, like, terrible. But those are the games that those great quarterbacks are, like, or great athlete, whatever sport you're in. Oh, remember what he did there? And he and he hasn't done that. Like, I was so disappointed in the playing at home against San Francisco. It's there for you. No. Like, it just disappointed me. The only touchdown in that game was a blocked punt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what not he supposed to be doing something special? The year before against Brady, same thing. Like you should be doing something special. This this is your time to be make your forty five million dollars or whatever. This now just hasn't impressed me. But every other time he impresses me, right? I was just thinking about like arguments back, and I'm like, oh, what about um, the game against Arizona when he threw two hail marys? And I was like, oh wait, they lost that game. What about, oh, they beat the Lions on that Hail Mary. Right. It was like a week 10 game on a Thursday. Against Detroit. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's actually, I never thought of it. Like, I guess you just kind of give him the benefit of the doubt, but. He's good. Not in big games. Yeah. I like that. You made made me think. Uh, The Minnesota Vikings, my question is, is the answer to their problems an offensive-minded coach? It will help. I'll leave it at that. You still have the same roster intact, pretty much. You got the same quarterback, so you're going to get the same results at the end of the day. Good old Captain Kirk. Yes, you've got a a better version of Wentz, who's getting paid way more money, but at the end of the day, just not quite there to get the job done. Fair. Uh, The Detroit Lions. I know that's another team you're excited about. Yes, I want to. I want to pick them in my NFC as a surprise team, but I think it's still one more year to go because I think this is where they double their win total as well. This is another team. So it's like six. Did they have or three? I don't know. They, they were three in, or four. They were and in, in many of them, right? Yeah. Like, and it's really like it, my question is just like how much improvement? Which win three, total? Three prob- knee, three kneecaps. <laughs> three more kneecaps. Yeah. And. I feel bad, but like, what Detroit really needs is a quarterback. Like they have one in place who, for that team, is okay. Their defense will be better. Hutchinson's going to be huge. I oh, think there. I'm I'm excited to watch yeah. him. That's defensive rookie of the year. I think. Yeah. I think Detroit will be better. I, like I said, I think they double their win total. And then that's not hard to do because they're going to play as hard as they did last year. They're just going to win those games that they lost. <laughs> With, like, historic kicks. Yeah, and exactly. And ridiculous, yeah, Hail Marys and drop passes and, yeah. I wonder, I was going to say, 
if the Lions went and got Jimmy Garoppolo, would that make a difference? Yeah, I think it would. Okay. Yeah, I think that would make them better. I I might even hedge them up to seven wins. <laughs> uh, the final team in the division, which starts off um, my hilarious uh, joke that I tried to do. Uh, where are they going to pick in the top five? <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say about this team. It's it's not good. If here here is the pressure for the quarterback Justin Fields, because everyone's saying well it was the system. Well now you got a new system, so here's your make or break. Unfortunately, it's year two for him, and it's already going to be make or break for you. Because like if he doesn't do well this year, then the, it's not going to be the system. It's going to be the quarterback, and then they'll have to start over again, find the next McMahon. At first second when you said that, I was going to say Vince. Yes, I was going to as well. Jim. Jim McMahon? Jim. Yep. Super Bowl winning quarterback that no yep. one remembers. Exactly. But th- they've never had a quarterback. Like, I could go back 40 years and I can tell you running backs they've had, but I can't tell you a quarterback because they've never, they've never been that team. Like, I, th- I would never cheer for the Chicago Bears because they're so vanilla. It just drives me nuts. The, other than that 85 team yeah the the best the second best if you want to say mcmahon is their best quarterback the second one the conversation you have to have is jay cutler mitch yeah. trubisky yeah probably not rex grossman but like he made a super bowl <laughs> but like that's that's what you got justin fields is in the conversation I, yeah and Sad. if he wins a few more games than he should then maybe he's better than jay cutler or maybe he's third behind jay cutler uh, a- uh nfc south it's really just for tampa bay my question is is the division even close no yeah they are the best team other than they have the kryptonite in their own division they new do. orleans which is gonna make it a little bit interesting but i think that's it like this tampa team like they add julio jones which i feel like no one talked about yeah yeah they got better right They'll get They've Godwin got the back. quarterback back. Like yeah. we thought, this was going to be a teardown, right? Once the Tom Brady retirement was announced, and Gronk retired, and just looked like okay, they had their chance, and they won one, and time to move on. But yeah, they're still going to be good. Yeah, I, I I've just I've struggled so much because I've been looking at like Super Bowl, like not odds or anything, but just like who in the NFC is going to make the super bowl well that's the exactly what i'm like name quarterbacks in the nfc compared to the like the afc is loaded yeah it's not even fair like it's so one-sided now i, I don't remember a time before when it was so one-sided like right now off the top of my head i'll go rogers brady stafford kyler who is the fifth best quarterback in the nfc is it dak y- yeah but, Actually, yeah, so maybe Dak. Then but, who's after that? Hurts? Yeah, now you got improvements like all over the place. Hurts, right? Winston, Goff, Fields, Cousins, whatever Washington's going to do. Yeah, like you got some guys that have been there forever who haven't got it done. And you've got some young guys who either haven't been in the right system or aren't good enough for the NFL. Yeah, like it's just a mismatch of, of quarterbacks. Uh. So yeah, Tampa, we just I feel like we know what we're getting at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh New Orleans, my question is, will they bother Brady again? Yeah, but I think that's it. Like they don't I don't think they're good. Like everyone thinks they're gonna be good. I don't I don't think they again, I think I picked them under five hundred last year and would they go nine and eight or something? Yeah, it was that in the Steelers. But, yeah. 
I think the only your saving grace if you're the Saints, you have Dennis Allen, a coach who's been with the team, so it's yeah. not going to be unfamiliar. Right. I think you're putting a lot of eggs into Ohio State wide receivers. If right. Chris Olave and Michael Thomas are what we think they are, right, they could sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. But then you're also thinking, is Jameis going to sneak into the playoffs? Right. Is is this team better than like Arizona or and, San Francisco? And the running back suspended. The running back suspended. Oh yeah, I actually don't think he is. I oh. don't think he's going to get suspended. Oh, I thought he was. But yeah, there was like I, Alvin Kamara had like a there's like a battery, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think anything's oh, happening. Okay. Um, Carolina, my question: Can they finish second in the division? Anything's possible in that division. Yes. Baker, Baker versus Winston. I th- that'll be fun games. Yeah. I, I do. Like, Carolina is a team that, like, even if they're not good, you, I enjoy watching them. They just – the running back has to stay healthy. Yeah. That's the key because that, they run their whole offense around them. I don't know what else to tell you, but I that's don't, the key I, to them. I like their defense. Yeah. I like yeah. Bri- Brian Burns. They have good secondary, yeah. but all of it is just inconsequential to Brady and the Bucks. Yeah. Um, Atlanta, I realized that my question was going to be, where did they pick in the top five? But I actually wrote down, do I even admit I'm a fan? Oh, ouch. Yeah. Like they may get the top pick here. They, I think maybe officially the 32nd, is there 32 or 33? 32. 32. I think they're the 32nd team this year. I'm trying I, to, I, Houston, they, Houston, Houston's yeah? not as good. Do they play each other? Oh, That'll God. be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> battle it, for it, number one Atlanta. i'm just they, they got Pittman. it's just too bad that he's getting wasted and i I love drake london too i think he can have a big offensive year but the big like the actual question is like who do you play at quarterback yeah like exactly. do you just keep playing Mariota because right. he's not he's not gonna he, do like he he's they had like stats about him and ritter against the jets in this preseason game and it right. was like the quarterback rating 124 i'm like yeah because you're combining both of them like right. you're cherry picking these stats yeah i think you let Mariota start until like your bye week and then i want to see what desmond ritter has right it's also a team that like if they had calvin ridley right it's a team you'd go okay like, yeah they got maybe, some weapons but no they, they have no weapons it's yeah it's it's they're it's like the flyer season for me right like usually at least you have a bit of hope and there's none, right? No, in, I have in to. I'll, ATL land. I'll watch Bryce Young, I guess. Yeah, is he? I don't even think he's eligible. Is he eligible this year? Or CJ yes. Stroud? Uh, yeah, that's right. I want. Hopefully, one of those one guys. Those guys will go to Atlanta. Oh God, that's. I mean, I'm okay with that. I like CJ. I don't want to admit that. I if he didn't play for no, I don't care that much. Uh, if he was a Falcon, I would be happy. To the NFC West, our last division. The LA Rams is the repeat in reach. Absolutely. It the question probably should have been like, are they okay without Von Miller? Because I think without Odell, which they, well, they Von could, Miller wasn't there all year either. No, that's he true. He was a trade deadline pickup, even though it was early in the year, right? Yeah, but I was thinking, like, when I was thinking about, it, I'm like, oh, are they going to be okay without Odell? And I'm like, wait, they got Allen Robinson, who was yeah. the number one wide receiver on a terrible Chicago team. Exactly. Now he gets to be the number two wide receiver yeah, with on a great team. I would, I would say Cup is the best wide receiver in football, yeah. like right now. Uh, yeah. I would say yeah. so. That's he's your number two receiver. That's right. That's great, Stafford. Yes. I'm a little worried about the Stafford elbow thing that apparently is going oh, on, yeah. but and they're going to get Beckham. 
He's going to be a free agent transition halfway through the year because I don't think he's going to play anywhere else. So that's a pretty good third if he comes back, right? You don't think he's going to go to Buffalo? That's a Von Miller Miller is trying to recruit him to go to Buffalo. That would be interesting. I never thought that was an. I just assumed as soon as he's healthy, he's going back to L.A. I hope he does because, like, that. Well, either one of those teams he wants to try to win, right? That's all he wants to do at this point. I think now the difference is Odell Beckham has a Super Bowl ring, which I I love saying those words. It makes me happy. But he wants to win a Super Bowl and actually get the help. Like, not right. saying he wasn't good. He right. got hurt. Yeah. And, like, was actually playing well in that Super Bowl, too. Yeah, exactly. And then gets hurt, yeah, and you're like, yeah, oh, sad. like yeah. this poor guy. Yeah. Crying on the Super crying during the Super Bowl. Right. But not because he won. Yeah. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, to me, I would say the most fascinating team in football. Yeah. And the question, hopefully, answer is Trey Lance. Well, hopefully, but usually teams, when you're questioning who your quarterback is, that's usually a, a not a good sign. I'm also concerned that they've just kept Jimmy G for this long. Because yeah. are you thinking, like, now you, if this doesn't go well, we have Jimmy G. Exactly. Yeah, you have a backup plan. So go out and see if you can find your own deal. I always find those are weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, go see if, you, if somebody wants you. <laughs> It's almost like they almost feel like, yeah, no one's going to, so we have our backup plan because we're not going to look like the bad guys. Yeah, because I think everyone could see what San Francisco, San Francisco thinks this is. It's it's going from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. Right. But that's a pretty big if. For sure. But they're a good team. They're solid. Everywhere else solid. is, yeah. So, yeah, it's, imagine that. Like, if they had, if they got in on the AFC team sweepstakes for quarterbacks and got one of those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if they got. Ross. Yeah, Wilson. Imagine if he was in San Fran. That's a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Then it would make me no, go, okay, no. there's no question. Yeah. I don't have to go, all right, uh, Green Bay's receivers. I guess Tampa Bay feels like, I don't want to say the easy pick, but it feels it, like it is you trust it the most. Right. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. I love that Kyler Murray's been calling plays in the preseason. I think that's hilarious, and that's like Cliff Kingsbury trying to like assert his dominance of like, oh yeah, you run the offense. Then they had a stat. It was like Kyler Murray when he calls the offense, fourteen points. When Cliff Kingsbury does it, three. That's because Kyler's been doing his video work. <laughs> oh god, that that contract for like that those couple days and the yeah. backlash from that. Yeah, I just. I don't know what they are, and again, if we're doing, if we're gonna play this game again, who's on the bubble? If Dallas or Philly, whoever's second in that division, will be around the wild card. Yeah. Maybe an NFC North team. Maybe, maybe. Minnesota, maybe. Detroit. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let's say one of those. Yeah. New Orleans. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. San Francisco, Arizona. They all probably yeah. linger, but I actually would probably say. San Francisco is the top of that group. Yes, and Arizona's right there, especially with their new black helmets. Those are really I, nice. I like them. <laughs> I just they started off what like six and zero last year. Yeah, and then fell apart. I just I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to fully trust this team. Right. And to me, yeah, they're a playoff bubble team, but the teams around them aren't that good. They, so yeah, they'll probably it gives make them it. An advantage, yeah. And pretty much every team in this division has. At least one free Flaws. win. Oh, I was going to say free free <laughs> oh, win because yeah. you play Seattle. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Probably two free wins. Yeah. I, Pete Carroll said... I, wh- why is he still there? Why did he not just say, hang him up or go back to USC? Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't get it. Because he said that we might have two number one quarterbacks in Drew Locke and Geno Smith. 
Oh, I thought maybe he was thinking of the draft next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, Seattle was another. Where are they going to pick in the top five? Yeah, yeah, they're just. It's so sad, eh? Because they were such a competitive team. Again, from my point of view, they were bad. Right when I was growing up, they were a terrible team, like through the eighties and nineties. Like Steve Largent, that's yeah, it. Steve Largent was their team, and yeah, yeah, and a bunch of Jim Zorn, left-handed, wrong-handed, <laughs> throwing quarterbacks. <laughs> but yeah, they were so bad, and then you know they were kind of like New Orleans. New Orleans was the same kind of team. They were bad, like, like not just a little bad. Like, are they going to win a game for the season? Bad, and yeah, this Seattle was always last because they were in the um, AFC West for so long, right? So they were always the fifth-place team all the time. They Wait, were they terrible. Had, they had five teams in the division? Yeah. Wow. it's weird. Well, I guess the, ra- like the four teams guess that are there they and Seattle up. was the fifth team and Seattle was always the 4-12, and 3-13 and 13 team in that division. Yeah, they. I guess your only saving grace to watch this team is at least they have two fun wide receivers and Metcalf and Lockett. Yeah, that they're gonna you're gonna watch them being wide open and no one getting them the ball. Drew Lock will just throw it yeah. ten feet over their head. Yeah, or under an interception, and yeah, they're gonna get frustrated. I wonder, do either of them get traded? That could happen, right? They traded their best linebacker. Like I know he's near the end, but he's gonna go to a team that's got a chance well wagner yeah because well i mean he's on the rams yeah so that mean yeah i just didn't know if you were saying that like it was a secret or if no one knew <laughs> no <that>. no breaking <laughs> news not break just yeah sales get nothing and and again they never fix their offensive line which has been terrible with a quarterback that can move now they're gonna have quarterbacks there that aren't as maneuverable as wilson was so yeah. like the sack totals are just gonna go through the roof and there's no roof in seattle anymore <laughs> uh that is that is all i've got uh, let's get to the bad good and great all right oh wait while you're setting that up i'm gonna tell you the game we're gonna play next week okay so we're gonna play it's called the nfl wins draft so what we're gonna do is within the 32 teams we're gonna be picking teams based on how many wins we think they're gonna have okay now on your website do they have that where you can pick like Dallas will win 12 games this year. Buffalo will win 11. Yeah, over-unders. Yeah. Yep. I'll Heck. have to give you some money and uh, put I, some. Well, I could just I could set you up because then we both get, hun- I think, $100 if I set oh, you up. Okay. Let's do it that way then. Um, so, yeah. So, that'll be – so, next week our game will be – so, you're trying to pick teams. So, at the end of the year, or maybe throughout the year, I'll keep track of it, of just, like, every week we'll see who has, like, just te- like team wins. Gotcha. Okay. I just wanted I wanted to make sure I like explained it right because I wanted to do it last year and then I forgot and it was like week three. I was like, it's kind of a weird time to just like, hey, we're also gonna do this because then you might have two free wins. <laughs> All right. So some of this bad is from forever goes to the Red Sox pitching. <laughs> they were outscored fifty nine to nine in the last five games. So that's I think when they started their downfall right after the trade deadline and like right when the and the jays beat them like 28 to 5 that was part of it exactly you got it um covid started creeping where the cfl actually had to change their game Mm -hmm. um the argos actually asked i guess the rough riders to play i guess they wanted saskatchewan not to have um to cancel one of their practices and play on the saturday but they changed it to the sunday but that seems to be the only covid issue anyway but 
Yeah, bad. Uh, Yankees, just again, the month of August, it's been bad. And again, they're still 30 games over 500. But again, like we talked about, they've won games they should have lost, and they lost games they should have won. So it's just kind of evening. baseball out. gods are evening things out there. Um, what else do I have here? Um, oh, um, <laughs> if you're a college football fan, you're not going to be happy. Uh, Saban just signed a huge contract. Like, he's already 70. Yeah. Right? Signed the, another 10-year deal. Like, he's going to coach forever. That's when I thought when, when Mike Krzyzewski retired from Duke, I was like, okay, it's to Nick Saban. He'll be out the door soon. Should be. He'll hang on. Exactly. Uh, which kind of leads me to the next bat is, it, of course, it's almost like the Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup and getting the first pick in the draft and getting Connor Bedard or whatever. So that's kind of what college football, I don't think you can possibly do anything because it's all about recruiting. It's got nothing to do with having a draft. Yeah. That would be the only way. And again, you would have to shorten it to like a 30-team league or something to be able to do that because, yeah, you wouldn't want you know, the best quarterback in the States going to New Mexico State, who's the 130th best team in the NFL. So, anyway. Uh, again, just more flyer bad news. Ellis isn't going to start the season. Who who knows if he's ever going to play? That's at that point. It's just so discouraging again, just getting ready for the, you know, you're again kind of trying to be hopeful, and no, it's not going to be that way. Connor Bedard. Connor exactly. Bedard. They got a chance. Um, BC Lions quarterback. Uh, Rourke. Rourke. Oh. Out for the year. Uh, well, anyway, for the regular season, it looked like he was going to put up, well, he probably still already did put up the best Canadian stats ever by a quarterback. It's just too bad because it kind of looked like BC and Winnipeg were heading for a, it couldn't be a Grey Cup showdown, but it looks like it was going to be in West final showdown. But anyway. Probably it'll still happen, but it will. Hopefully, he'll be back. Um, this is a good, but it's going to also be a bad. Um, the captain. I thought I'd be able to start watching it, so I go to watch the episode, and it's on episode six and seven coming out the next couple of weeks. And there's no, I can't find it anywhere. Oh. Like it's on ESPN, but it's not on our Rogers. It's not on demand. So I can't go back to episode one and watch it because our neighbor at the cottage said, it's awesome. It's really good. It's really well done. Especially that, like, I remember we talked about when they just announced that it was going to happen and it was like, Oh yeah, this is like, this is off the heels of the Michael Jordan. Like it's going to be that same kind of deal. I think, I think I could figure out where it is. Okay. I think. All right. Anyway, I, I was going to tape the two episodes that are on now. Um, what else do I got here? Um, Kvitova, good. She made it to the finals of the uh, Western Open and lost to Garcia, who who is my pick to do well at Wimbledon. I'm going to pick her to do well again at the U.S. Open because she dominated. Kvitova didn't play bad. Garcia played tremendous. So it was nice to see her win. She hadn't won in like six years or something the last time she'd won a tournament. Huh? So, um, at some point, I'm going to put this as a good here. At some point, hopefully Buffalo Bills will will not make a third down conversion, so you're going to get a chance to see. I don't know if you've seen the San Diego State punter. Oh, this guy is just amazing. Matt, uh, Matt Areza? Yeah. 
Ariza. They call him the punt god. Yes, 70, 70 yards plus on, and, and and I guess he's got competition because the last game I watched, he didn't even pl- play. It was the other guy who's they're saying is almost just as good. Wow. So anyway, you got a punter. That must be like the worst job in in sports because you don't want to go out if you're going out there. It means your team's not doing well. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's the only position. Like, yeah, I get to go out here, but I don't want to be here. And I want to go score touchdowns. Yeah, so. like, yeah, you'd like to. Yeah, our team scored a touchdown, or a team, our team got a field goal, or our team got a turnover. Yeah, you don't want to. If you're punting, it's yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe that's why they make them the holder, so that they can at least be out there Feel, for something yeah, positive. Yeah, feeling something positive. There you go. Um, I'm gonna put this as good, but I wasn't sure where to put it. Um, did the United States, can they not find anybody else other than Dennis Rodman to go over to Russia to save the WNBA person? Yeah, Brittany like, Griner. Yeah, like is is he the only representative? It, 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 to me, it, it's, I'm glad, it means it's probably going to happen if he's going. So obviously it's it must be serious, like that they're going to do some sort of, maybe he's going to give himself up and. <laughs> let her free well because even i know before they were talking about like a prisoner swap and then yeah. the internet really took advantage of that and was like well you know are we willing to give up two like a russian oh, drug smuggler yeah. and and a human trafficker right for and her first round That's pick what, for, oh boy yeah <laughs> people were talking about like prospects and yes, yeah draft picks of which course. is terrible and we shouldn't joke about that we're not joking about her being imprisoned it's right. just the fact the, that it's a sports they, thing, it, it, which turns political, which, yeah, you could turn into a draft thing. or Well, yeah, you're in war, so how about if we give you four tanks? <laughs> <laughs> all right, too soon. Um, all right, so that's all I got for my good. Uh, great. Uh, again, just going back to, I don't know if I talked about this or not, Brooks Henderson really is now known as the best golfer in Canadian history, and she's 24 and already won two majors. I don't know what else you can say to that. I don't either. Okay. That's a, you just, oh, yeah. Leave it. Okay. She just, like, when you said it, I was thinking, like, do I have an argument? And I know a lot of people would say, like, Mike Weir, because he won a Masters. Masters, but, again, it's only one. Yeah. And, yeah, like, Brooks is, she's, like, she's going to win more. Yeah. She's oh. 24. She's probably going to win more. She's probably going to win this weekend. She's playing at home. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll see. Uh, best celebration that I I can remember is the uh, England women's soccer team at the post-celebration uh, with the coaches. I don't know if you saw that or not. I, I It's not ringing a bell. I can, oh, oh, really? You have to look it up then because this, this was unbelievable. So, you know, they won the – was, was uh, it the, the Women's Euro, World Cup or Euro. the Euro Cup? Okay. And, um, yeah, while they were interviewing the uh, English coach uh, during her post-conference, um, I don't know what, post-conference broadcast or whatever you want to interview, um, the team comes out singing, dancing on the tables. Have you, did you find it? No, I'm still looking. Oh, yeah, no, I'm getting a lot of Brandy Chastain and Oh, no wait. Oh no, I'm seeing the girl that scored and took her shirt off. Yeah, well it was that game, but it was the post. Anyway, the post celebration's been they sang a song, I guess, that they're not supposed to sing. It's an illegal song or <laughs> anyway, they they were just so excited, it was so neat to see. 
But anyway, while you're looking for that, I can go over my next one. College football. It's back this weekend. doesn't start in North America, though. It's in Ireland. Oh. Northwestern and Nebraska will play on Saturday night, so I'll be watching that game to start the the, uh, season. There's a few other games going on, but that's kind of like the biggest game of the year. I'm still looking. Okay, no problem. Uh, that's also, I'm just going to say, I feel like there's really random teams to start. The yeah, like, wouldn't Notre Dame be like a good that's the first to go over there? Or, yeah, I just thought, I don't know. I think I found it. Okay. Um, I don't know if I... Yeah, yeah. On, the, on the table. On the table. See, they're having fun. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is really that is awesome. I can't believe you didn't see that. I know. I don't That's, know why I didn't well, see that. Well, good. But yeah, they're, they're, they're great. I mean, England has always been like it's coming home has always been their kind of slogan for oh, okay. for soccer because they haven't won. I think that must have been their, their first. first like men, women, whatever. Anything, since international. Like the 1964, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah it's World been Cup. a long, yeah. So, big deal. So, way to go for the women. Um, the other great is um, just the world junior skill level. It's, it's unbelievable, right? Like, the, that golden save, which I guess we can call it that. Yeah. Just that skill. But again, yeah, being lost in the shuffle will be the Johnson I don't know. Are we calling it the Michigan the or spatula. is it spatula? Because it depends on how you do it. Yeah, that that was a big Mike Johnson and Gord Miller were talking about that throughout the tournament of because uh, he didn't. Uh, Michigan is technically when you like flip your blade on top, on top of, it of it and, and be able to get the curve to pick it up, which I don't know how they do. Um, which I don't know if I ever told you this, but when I go and watch your games at York University, obviously we're there early, so I'm watching practices on other ranks that are going on yeah. and all these kids are doing it like and it's not even triple a i'm gonna say it's probably double a i could just tell it's not triple a hockey but like while the coaches you know stop and working on the next drill all these kids are doing it and like, like the able not the spatula to do it. away like yeah the- like yeah like doing like crazy stuff like like are you kidding me like uh, to me, it just blows my mind because it's it's when I played hockey, it's I wouldn't it didn't even cross my mind to think that oh, there's one way to score a goal. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just incredible how that's. It kind of brings me back um, when we're at the cottage. Steve and I were talking about the Pavel Datsuk, the shootout goal where he basically low lobbed the puck. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Where do you think of that? Like that's a, such an incredible like you're thinking outside the box, right? Like, it, isn't it the quicker that you shoot it the you know, the better chance you have of scoring. Yeah, it should be. But yeah. yeah but anyway, the the skill level, like again, the Greg goal was one handed. I don't care like it's Lafia's goalie. It's still a Lafia. It's not like a like you're holding a guy off and shooting one handed and yeah, f- being able to have enough strength. Yeah, Steve and I were talking about the two. Like that it's just incredible the the skill level that, you know, these guys are at. So anyway. Um yeah, I had so much on here, didn't I? Um, I got two more, three more actually. Um, Aaron Boone, first time I've ever seen him get mad, and it it was hardly mad. Like he's like he wanted to hit it, but he didn't really hit it. And okay, we knew it. It was it was nowhere close to Dennis Green, who did it oh, okay. once. Right? He yeah. was mad. 
what but it was just kind of I don't know, I put it under my grate because, like, he just, I don't know, I guess maybe the players maybe saw that and now they're going to play better because he's always so even keel. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. Always, right? But, yeah, I guess he just had enough finally. I just thought that was great. There's a great, um, I'll try to find it after we're recording to show you, but someone edited him, like, the sound of him slapping the table to the tune of New York, New York. Okay. And that was really good. Nice. Yeah, like I said, he doesn't get rattled very often, but I, I could see it, right? You lose 16 out of 20. I don't care how good or bad you are. Yeah, okay, enough's enough, right? Like, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I put that into my grate. Um, sticking with the Yankees, Paul O'Neill had his number retired. I already, I thought that already happened. Uh, I, I didn't, and I was thinking I was surprised because I didn't think he was there long enough for that to happen, but I guess he was. Um, and there was actually one scene, I don't know if you remember seeing this when they won, he actually jumped over the pile, you know, like where they were celebrating. Yeah. And he actually hurt himself. He he was talking about it in the broadcast this year, nice. which I was wondering why is he not in the booth? But it's he's not vaccinated, so uh, that's yeah. why he's been kind of in his own basement or whatever. <laughs> so anyway, I, yeah, I just thought that's great. So he twenty one will never be worn, and um, yeah, I guess he was the fire guy, right? He's the guy that was Mister Serious that kept everything. From don't joke around. Like I'm sure that bothers them seeing like the Blue Jays. Yeah, that probably how much fun they have. How much fun they have it. That would probably bother him. He never said that, but I'm anyway. Uh, and then my last one I'm gonna go with, which is this is way overdue, but uh, my buddy and Cap told me this. They're finally gonna put up a sign of J.P. Parise in Smooth Rock Falls. Nice. Um, again, way overdue, and like I don't know why they didn't do this when he was still alive. Just from what he did over the years and again from such a small community and being able to do what he did but uh anyway yeah so jp parise is going to have a sign like claude Giroux has i wonder in hearst if they're going to change it now to ottawa which they're probably going to be happy in little montreal and hearst there that it, they're going to actually have uh a french or a bilingual city that they're cheering for now that's all i got all right um so yeah next we're gonna have back to back weeks. Summer oh vacation's boy. over. Okay. Ramping up ramping up for football. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do that wins draft and I don't know, hopefully hopefully something else happens. Well we there's college football. I can I just finished my magazine, so you can have it now. I've went through not all one hundred and thirty ones. But I did go through the top thirty and then there's a few teams I just wanted to get a little bit of info on because to be honest with you, which is kind of my bad if I can add that, is, like, those Sun Belt divisions and the MAC. Like, these teams are ranked, like, between, like, 80th and 120th. Yeah. Like, none of them are are in the race. Like, it's just sad, right? Like, it's a 30-team league, and eventually we got to get there. Yeah. I also, if if college football really ends up being what that top four says, which is, like, what it always is, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. And you just nailed it. It always is. So it's a four-team. It, that's what it's coming down to unless you expand the, the playoffs. Yeah. Make it more interesting so teams have a chance in a one game to upset somebody. Yeah, let that's Alabama play, uh, what was the team, Coastal Carolina. Right, exactly. Give yeah, those teams a chance. Yes, so yeah, you may have the greatest upset in history, right? Maybe it happens. But, yeah, this way it's same teams, right? Except last year. Oh, boy, we got Cincinnati and Michigan. They mixed things up a little bit, but still Georgia and Alabama. They'd probably got, be this year again. They both got crushed. 
like both yeah. Cincinnati and it, Michigan. And that's, I think, the problem is, like, that's why you're going to have to have, well, again, once Texas <laughs> and, like, th- that's, I think, going to be the final straw. Once they come over to the SEC, the SEC is going to dominate. And then the Big Ten is going to get two West Coast teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's a it's a dumb it's a dumb thing because they just we don't we don't quite want this college football super league yet but it's just it's necessary it's necessary for sh- and at least we have a champion again that's why I didn't watch college football before is because okay now we're gonna vote it's like figure skating <laughs> you were the best yeah yeah you had a triple axel so we're gonna give the you know the orange bowl championship to the Oklahoma Sooners oh they, we're not quite sure this year so they're both gonna get it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's it's was the worst way they how they did things, but anyway. All right, college football starting. Nice. What? Just the one game? Just the one game? No, there's a few games, few games on, but that's that, I guess that's the big game for this weekend, and then they start Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I think they play Sunday too because it's no NFL yet. Sneak it in so while they you sneak can. That in when they can. All right, and besides that, we will see you next time. <laughs>